As the Phoenix rises from the ashes, it's time to fly. Welcome back to another episode of the Phoenix Flash Podcast. I'm one half of this Phoenix Flash Podcast, one third of the band from Ringside Podcast, your humble host, Jason Cornelius Bell. You can just call me JCB. And on the right side of my screen, you know him, you love him. He's the founder of the GLG West Coast, or I'm sorry, Midwest foundation member he runs this shit as you know him you love him Colin brett jager happy belated birthday and for those who don't know his birthday was earlier before we recorded so we can get all of that nonsense out the way talk about your birthday tell me something good thank you very much sir uh, something good big shock will osprey with another match of the year candidate just unbelievable <laughs> but we're gonna save that more for later in the show since we spent about the first 30 minutes sucking his hog last time. But uh, birthday was great, man. Uh, pretty chill overall, you know. Got some lunch with Tara, dinner with her and my parents. Hung out with some friends and then kind of throughout the weekend just had various drinking engagements and hangouts. But nothing too strenuous, but uh, just a very solid uh, weekend. And uh, excited to talk some wrestling. Because uh, um, I haven't really announced this formally anywhere but i know i told you Brainbuster boys is actually going to go on like an official hiatus we I haven't recorded in a few weeks but we it. are gonna yeah it's all good but we um we will be recording a full gear episode which will also be our third anniversary so just look out for that and then we're going to take a little break and come back refresh back in the new year so that's exciting to kind of close the book on you know Hardly chapter one, but the, let's call it the right. first era of Brainbuster Boys, and we're going to come back refreshed, refocused, re-energized. So, but also very much looking forward to kind of the the third anniversary send off episode. That's going to be great. But we're not here to talk, talk about that. We're here to talk about some beautiful, beautiful Japanese pro wrestling, baby. And we got some uh, some different stuff coming here really early in the show too. This time we're switching it up. Switching it up on you could I would hate I hate to say it, but uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say it because I say it to my tables when I wait tables. It's the Wayno curveball, it's the Uncle Charlie 12 to 6 this week. We're gonna switch things up. Mm. Um, Brett threw me a couple of uh matches from Onoa. Um, then we're going to talk about uh DDP or DDP DDT ultimate party <laughs> that, that happened over the weekend. Now that would be yeah, a curveball right. right there. <laughs> he, he came back. Holy shit. Uh <laughs> one, two, three, four, six matches that we watched. We're gonna talk about that. Uh then we're gonna jump over to little all Japan. There is uh I guess it's a couple of title matches uh that we, we watched. That's going to kind of lead into more of all Japan as we move forward. Got the subscription. And uh, I can see, well, those who are watching on YouTube, uh, my caption is why start and why we'll say that for the very end. I like, to, I don't even know why I know. And I want to <laughs> save it because I want to make sure this rant is genuine and legitimate. I can't wait. Between all Japan and the stardom rants, we're going to throw in some new Japan. Obviously, we're going to get back on 
Will Ospreay's dick because he deserves it. We're going to talk about power struggle and then sprinkle in some uh, New Japan Lone Star and uh, Fighting Spirit Unleashed, a little FSU. I love that shit. That, that was one. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we, we, we're, we see each other. I was going to say, we're looking right down the barrel at a Louisville <laughs> and Florida State ACC. Who would have thought? Look, maybe on my side of the fence. More I so was, for us. but Yeah, I was cautiously optimistic and things had fallen into place. So for that, I'm, I'll say I'm grateful. But if and on when the flip that, side of it, I was If and when it happens, you guys oh, will probably be. You'll we'll be double di- Yeah, you'll be double digit favorites probably, but I'm it's not should, worried about that. We got to make be, some, we got to make some sort of wager where yeah. beforehand like I'm good. I got to wear like Louisville gear or some shit like that, but yeah, not going wood. Uh, Let's both get there first. First. <laughs> we there. I was getting ready to say we got I, you, we already there. You got to have I know if we, if we beat Miami this week we were in and then I know we can still get in with a loss and other teams losing. I don't know probably all the scenarios Carolina. but yeah, probably. So I, I was going to say you guys haven't played them yet? Uh we don't play that. We actually we had a very pretty easy ACC slate. Um, no North Carolina, no FSU, no Clemson. So we've been uh, the beneficiaries of a pretty soft schedule. But, hey, it's nice to be relevant again because our basketball team is anything but. Yeah, I was going to raise – I said that before the season started when we beat LSU. I was like, it's good to be back on the national stage. So, in that lovely note, let's get back on point so we won't be here all night. Uh, Mr. Jager in this Bizarro World episode is going to be quarterbacking the first few segments. Uh, do you want to talk about DDT first? Or Let's just start with the uh, old no, Noah no, matches no. you just watched because I got it pulled up here. Did you watch both matches I had sent? Okay. Yeah. I just so, watched them out of order, but. Okay. Gotcha. That's on our text a... thread. I was like, okay, I got to find it. I got to find yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. The second one first. And that is not a problem. This just came about, uh, I don't know, shit, three, four nights ago. It was just late at night and I. Recently, I've been going back and watching some old shit for the first time in a while because we just get so sucked into keeping up with everything going on right now that it's, you know, through COVID, as you know, like I watch so much old, you know, Noah, All Japan, New Japan, things I'd never seen before and really got acquainted with that. I haven't seen the ones that you uh, you said. Yeah, and and I know you probably... let me just say them first and then we because I know you probably haven't seen too much of these guys. So the first one is Genichiro Tenru. I never know how to pronounce his first name, but we'll just go. That's what that. I thought it was when I Tenru and Akiyama versus Go Shiyazaki and Kenta Kabashi from April 24th, 2005. So Go Shiyazaki is very, very young in his career at this point. Almost uh, uh, in New Japan terms, when I saw him, it was like young lionish he because he's in the me, black trunks yeah right, he reminds me of uh on going over to uh pro wrestling nor whatever the case may be saying just decked out all black you know nothing special about his move set you know he, he gives five shots and then the one shot that uh whomever would give him in this case it would probably be uh tenru he just chopped him and then you know you just see go go right down it's like <laughs> Man, <laughs> but, boy, but boy, did he keep getting up! Up, and that's why. And I was thinking, I was like, you know, that's the fighting spirit that's going to lead him to five uh, G, GST <laughs> yeah. heavyweight titles. So I need to just shut the fuck up and let this man do his thing. 
you got that right. And then the next one is a pretty much the sequel to it. It's um, it's still Tenru and Akiyama against Kobashi, and this time Akira Tawe, one of the other four pillars with uh, Kobashi coming up in All Japan. Killing but it really stems with the Tenru-Kobashi conflict. And Tenru here, you know, way past his prime. He's probably in his 50s at this point, and he's just in pure dickhead mode and <laughs> this match always stuck out to me because just from the get-go he just gets under kobashi's skin immediately and i don't believe they ever had like a singles match or anything like that um so i think this is kind of like the extent of their battles if you if you speak uh um, so yeah, and it's only two matches, but right away, and if you're watching on YouTube, you can see my name is Tenru's Water Bottle. Tenru, <laughs> just right as the match starts, probably within 30 seconds, just gets a water bottle and just throws it right at Kobashi. Crowd goes, oh, and Kobashi's all pissed <laughs> off. He's like, motherfucker, okay, you did it. on now. <laughs> and then probably another 30 seconds later, Tenru grabs a table and just throws it on top. I'm like, dude, this is what... And, that, and that's what I had to stop in my head. I'm like, see, this is why I love Brett. He just throws the weirdest, wonkiest shit in my way. And I'm just like, oh, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> like, damn. Okay, hang on, hang on. Like, Cats are like, what's wrong with you, man? Like, like that Nakajima Kenta. Like that Nakajima Kenta match with that just huge high knee, like one minute in. It's like, okay, oh, I'm just fuck. like, oh, <laughs> you don't say. That's this how we're getting down. Yeah, these old Noah matches really know how to pop early on. But, Tag team for sure. Yeah, but that just gets it going. And I mean, and then throughout the whole match, you know, it's a lot of Tenru and Kobashi, not only inside the ring, outside. And once Kobashi gets his hands on him, he chops the fucking out daylights out of him over and over and over and pops a blood vessel in this legit like he is as much as a chest could be gushing blood tenru's chest is gushing blood what did you think about that so you know i wanted to dial in and watch it so i fed the cats early and i was like okay let me do my thing and i'm you know i'm watching the shit and i'm sitting there like he was on the mat the mat and i could see a little red on his chest and i'm looking i'm like is he is he cutting up? No, he's not blading. There's no way. So then he gets up, and then the next thing you know, it's just coming down like a fucking river. Like somebody <laughs> stabbed him in his neck, and then the blood started to come down his chest. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, oh, he broke a blood vessel. Oh, Kobayashi ain't no joke. Oh, no. you got that that kind of power on the chops. Oh, so from yeah. that point, I was like, okay, this is where, you know, mental note to self. Watch what happens from, from this point going on. Go ahead. Mental note yourself. Don't piss off Kenta Kobashi. <laughs> um, and I mean, that's, like I said, the fulcrum of the match is those two. But also, it is, like you said, the fighting spirit of Go Shiozaki, who just gets his ass beat by two of the most renowned bullies in wrestling history, Tenru and Akiyama. Akiyama just become like Tenru as he gets older, more and more of a bully. So he's kind of like in his mid-level. He's like just entering his bully phase here, I'd say. Because he's still pretty much in his prime at this point. Um, you know, he was a multiple-time GHC heavyweight champion around this time as well. Had one of the greatest matches with Kobashi during his two-year reign, probably like a year prior to this. So he's like 
you know, he's at the top of the card as well during this time. Whereas Tenru clearly just out there being an asshole, but <laughs> it's just so entertaining. So heated. The crowd is so into it. You get a lot of like Kobashi literally like pulling go up and like motivating him and keeping him going. Right. Yeah. That, that well, was kind of a uh, John Moxley esque. We'll talk about that. Yes. Here a little bit yeah. Too. Very similar to that. Um, and just, you know, <laughs> Akiyama just knees to the face, suplexes over and over, Tenru chops. Like, it's. I even said it, like, funny enough, I had texted my girlfriend, Tara, thinking I was texting the group, like, <laughs> look at Akiyama's just bullying Go. But there's one thing about Go, he's tough as fucking nails, something like that, right. ridiculous. And I knew she was asleep, and I'm like, God, she's going to think I'm a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I gotta watch Akiyama go to work, you know. Right, um, right. I didn't even know that Jun Akiyama is as all as I've ever seen him always was bald. Yeah, so when I first so that's got the true first bully. Like, that is true bully Akiyama is bald Akiyama. I'm like, is this yeah, this is the right link. And I, you know, I had to go back and make double check. And I'm like, yeah, this is the right link. Okay, fuck it. Let's see what yeah. happens. So, yeah, that, that, that was the first time seeing him with hair, obviously, in both matches. Just talking about this particular match with, with Go, the finish of the match, at least in my head, I was like, okay, Shiozaki's getting pinned. It's just how is this <laughs> yes. getting ready to happen? Absolutely. And it, he just went out on his sword, is, is what you ultimately is what I was hoping and ultimately what happened. So in that scenario, I was like, okay, see, this is cool. You know, I this is why I watch all the matches, kitties. Okay, everybody <laughs> from one podcast to the other is like, why are you watching all the matches? Why are you watching all the matches? Because so so in this scenario, seeing Shiozaki in this point of his career makes me seeing him on the back end. I appreciate that the back end so much more because now oh, I appreciate yeah. the ass kicking that he just took to get to this back kick. I'm two like, of the toughest motherfuckers die. ever. You know? Right. I was like, like, man, y'all need to leave this little man alone, man. He's going to be a history maker in a little bit. <laughs> Save something for the history books. But no, it was a, it was a solid match. Uh, of course, obviously on this lovely podcast, we throw out stars. I'm assuming you gave it a star rating. What'd you give it? Yeah, I'm probably, uh, I'm probably giving a little bump up to four, seven, five, just because of all, just, just all of it, man. And just how much I, so like, pro, obviously when I watched this, I knew, I guess not obviously, but I knew all these guys very well, you know, that's just, why you quarterback in these few seconds from, from, <laughs> from my disgusting COVID binges. And it's like, I'd seen a lot of all these guys, but just to see this mixed together, and just the Tenru Kobashi thing and not knowing it was going to happen, you know, like, and it's like we said, immediate. And it's just like, once that happens, you're hooked right. just right from the get go. Um, so yeah, it's just a real treat. I don't even remember what the point I was trying to make. There was. I just got lost. <laughs> you silly as hell. I feel like this happens once or twice a show. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say I, I called, um, Dom Ray the other no Ray Dom the other day uh, on our predictions thinking that I wanted to make a, a Dom Mysterio point and we we're making predictions on uh, Crown Jewel and obviously it was Logan Paul versus Ray and I was, went on this Dom Mysterio tangent for like two minutes and Bo and you know uh, Bill are looking at me like what the fuck are you talking about man what the, no it's Ray I'm like all right yeah, yeah, okay this makes it so much easier then because I was thinking Dom and I'm like who's gonna win and I was like oh shit. 
Gray versus Logan? I got Logan Paul. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember what the point I was trying to make? Uh, honestly, do not. I <laughs> <laughs> wanted to try to segue to the next match. Let's that move way. on to the you next match then. Yeah. That joker right there. <laughs> yeah, perfect. So it is five months later on September 18th, 2005. Like we said, just sub in. Akira Tawe for Ghost Yazaki. So you get a lot more experience, a little more size. And man, Tawe, you know, Azar and I always talk about him cooking just because we found some picture with him as like an old guy making a bunch of meat. So like now we just make all the Tawe cooking jokes. And boy, was okay. he cooking with gas okay. in this one. That's what, because you yeah. guys made the joke on the text right. I'm like, he and I probably make so many jokes that just go over your guy's head because it's so just inside between the two of Which us. Is, uh, look, and I love y'all for it. I ain't asking y'all to stop it. I'm sitting there like, <laughs> do I know this? Now the dots are coming. And I know we watched, obviously we watched Tawe at your place in that insane, one of the greatest tag team matches slash matches ever Agreed. among the four pillars, Masawa and Kobashi against Tawe and um, Kawada, which those two were always the bully assholes, of course. But in this scenario, Tawe, a baby face, a good guy right. alongside fellow Kobashi, both of them just massive, massive men. Um, and the part in this that I loved the most, and I can't remember how, um, the Tenru Kobashi conflict kicked off in this one. I know it was early again, and it wasn't anything like as it, insane. I think it went outside of the ring. Yeah, I think it may be just like immediate. Because, again, they hadn't fought since that match. So I think, again, blood was boiling right away, and they just fucking went at it. Um, but one moment I loved was Tenru, I would think, was just like there was some sort of like they were double teaming or some bullshit and just like bullying and – like Katawe came in as like a backup or something. And then Kobashi like shook his hand mid-match. I can't remember exactly how that played out, but do you recall that? Not off the top of my head. Cause I, cause like you were saying, it was a double team. And I was like, okay, you know, whatever, not the, the biggest deal. And then when Kobayashi came in, I was like, okay, he's coming in to break this double team up. And then somehow they started to shake hands. And I'm like, Okay, this weed must be really good. I, I didn't. I missed. I went back twice to rewind it. And I'm just like, how the fuck did this happen? They're shaking hands. They're getting, they're killing each other like five minutes ago, and now they're shaking. Whatever, man. Y'all do your thing. Shit, entertain me some more. I honestly do not remember why they were shaking hands. I don't. I just remember it was some scenario. This is just incredible analysis here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> If you like weed, tune in. Yeah, yeah um. right. Uh, look, Daily Motion, I was getting ready to say, save yourself some grief if, you, for whatever yeah. reason, you are... Uh, yeah, you just really watch them. To, yeah, if you really want to just dive in and for yourself and see why they shook hands, you can go ahead and uh, save yourself some grief. You know, It was some sort of scenario where Tawe, like, stepped in as, like, backup. I don't know if it was Tenru, like, breaking up pins or some bullshit. It was something Tenru just being a prick. And all Tawe did was just step in the ring, essentially, is like, I'm here. I'm your bodyguard. And Kobashi, because everybody like, was, anytime reached he got out into the and ring, everybody hands. was like, hey, hey, you know, this is your world, player. You know, I'm like, man, come on. He's like 75 at this point. He barely, The insecurity is the one thing that stood out to me because he, when he did it, it was just like, oh, that, that doesn't work, bro. No, yeah. you ain't supposed to be doing that. You ain't Chris Jericho, man. You, you know. 
Chris Jericho, I'll give credit for it. When I saw this weekend, you know, I, I got to tip my he looks great. He yeah, looks great. Th this wasn't that. <laughs> <laughs> he barely clipped him. I'm just like, yeah, we're going to go ahead and just scratch that out the playbook forever. <laughs> but his bullying and assholeness was uh, peak oh, here. <laughs> because, it, well, obviously, when, and I say obvious because I, we just watched the match, his size makes him a great bully, and well, it should. That being said, that wasn't that's not what big bullies should be doing. Big bullies should be like choke slamming him. He's more like he's more rope. poking the bear. Right. You know, like he's just gonna get under your skin and push your buttons and be a real dick about it. At six nine, six ten. I'm like, man, just slam slam motherfuckers. You ain't gotta be just poking news. So just nobody everybody's scared of you to begin with. Just now, you know, reinforce the fear and just body slam the shit out of somebody. God damn it. All right, I think we're good here, right? <laughs> yeah. Go to Daily Motion. Uh, if for whatever reason you want to check, they're great. They're both out. under 20 minutes, and watching yeah. them can do a lot better justice than, than what we just did for them. So, you know, I apologize to the great Noah. I don't apologize. Noah. We're putting it out there, baby. We're telling <laughs> people to watch it. I was about to say, I, I'm trying to be nice, but guess we're just shitting on everybody. Uh, we're doing New Japan next? No, right? let's go to DDT, baby. Let's go to DDT. So... I fucking loved this, by the way. Um, I'm pulling it up as we speak. DDT Ultimate Party 2023. This is definitely one of their, like, signature shows of the year. Um I, I they don't ha I would say they have probably like five or six like big big shows, uh, kind of like TJPW does. Um, this being one of them, and I watched probably about half the show, and you a little less. <laughs> we'll no, get I there. No, I was getting ready to say anything that you told me to watch. What did did okay. you end up watching that six man? Wait, wait. Oh shit! Look at you. That's why I was like, "Which yeah. way are you going? Which way are you going?" <laughs> How about uh, at the very end of Judas, the crowd actually singing it? They didn't really sing during, but they did. But after, once he, and I once that the was music came, cool. went down, then they sung the rest. I was like, "Okay, see, this is what I'm talking about." You know, this is a good fucking you know introduction to Jericho coming to DDT. The only thing I will say about this, and this is my usual knock against Tony Khan and. Tony Khan apparently is my uh, target for the next six <laughs> weeks until 2023 ends. Why was it? Why didn't they advertise this? Why didn't they say, "Hey, you know, Chris Jericho is going to be on um, Russell Universe facing Takeshita. If you want to watch it, here's how you watch." Yada yada yep. yada. You That's know, a great question. Every week I see you're talking about All In 2024. I'm like, dude, it's a year away. And one of your biggest fucking stars on your roster is going over to face arguably one of your biggest up and rising stars. Why wouldn't you want people to see that shit? I've got an answer. I don't know if it's right, but it just came to me because Takeshita lost. Because they're building him up so much, so much, so much. And he, uh, he's beaten Kenny Omega, and he, which... I thought of that the too. match was awesome, and we'll get into it. But why the fuck did he lose? 
I you thought know, I thought Chris was coming over to do the deal. <laughs> I, I'm like, he fucking what? I said, let's just dive into it right now because I think this is obviously the big talking point mainstream wise from this show. Obviously, Agreed. Agreed. it's why you were more attracted to it. It's why oh, yeah, probably sure. a lot more wrestling fans are hopefully checking this show out, or at least some of it, because there was some awesome shit on here. Yes, Chris Jericho defeats Kanosuke Takeshita in the what they're calling the double main event. Um, it was the semi-main to... God damn it, I had it pulled up. I can't get the time. Um, to Chris Brooks and Yuki Ueno for the KOD Championship, which was fucking awesome. We'll get Woo! to it. Um, but Jericho defeats Takeshita 23-35. And we were talking about it earlier. Match was fucking awesome, wasn't it? I was very surprised that Chris Jericho was able to stand toe-to-toe going with Takeshita. Takeshita is one of those guys that, you know, like Don Cow says, he's a a decathlete. So, I mean, you know, he's got, you know, stamina for days and he can do whatever you want him to do. Chris Jericho, when spots, big spots match and hit right, that's when you know you got a good match. When uh, I think it was – Takeshi was coming off the top and Jericho hit him with the cold breaker and it just happened just at the, the right spot, the right mm-hmm. time. That's when I was like, okay, we, we over here cooking now. Because he hit now, a pretty good lion salt as well. Oh, yeah. It's like to say, I think it was uh, a miss by Takeshi, uh, lion salt off of that. The running knees from Takeshi. I can watch that shit all day. I, I don't, <laughs> you know, don't get me wrong. Kenny Omega V trigger is, is one of the most, just lethal moves I've seen in professional wrestling. I can watch the cast and need the shit out of anybody any given time. Oh, yeah. Um, but to me, the bigger question was Chris Jericho and how he would look against Takeshita with no fuckery, no bullshit on the no outside. Don, no, yeah, no Don Callis. Uh, that's when I was like, okay, this is where I was like, if you want, and as I'm watching the match, I'm like, man, you know, this is going for a little bit, you know, and they made the 20 minute call. I'm like, oh shit, you know, okay, now we're talking. I didn't even think it was going to go 20 minutes. I figured like 15, 18 tops because mm-hmm. you know the main event was right behind it. But uh, no, I, you got to give Chris Jericho credit for this ep- this episode. I thought he looked r- really well, uh, better than I think he's looked in AEW in quite some time, especially in a singles match. And the catch is just the next mm-hmm. coming. When he tapped out, the, the first time he had him in the walls and then Takeshita used his knuckles mm-hmm. to get off and then uh, make it to the ropes. I was like, okay, Takeshita's yep. still going to win. We're just making this a little bit dramatic. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm here for the dramatic part of this program. But then I think there was a spot where Takeshita missed and he hit his back on like the, the post or like the uh, the turnbuckle or whatever. And then the, the walls came in the second time and then he really sat down on him. I was like, in, yeah. oh, no, don't say it like that obviously tap out for the win um maybe you're right um maybe tk doesn't want people to see that i don't know how you i guess we'll see if they show it on dynamite this week that'll kind of be the answer to that question but it just hit me as you were talking like well maybe that's part of it since they have been so high in building Takeshita as well i'll just play devil's jericho's been losing and getting his ass kicked by will hobbs no, no question. I mean, he basically did the job for Will Hobbs. So, I, I guess why you know why would you do the job for Takeshita? I'll just say it like this: If in this day and age, in twenty twenty three, you can find that match if you really wanted to find that match, 
So it's not going to be too hard for those who want to find it. The, the, uh, the marks like us, either you have the sub, you know, somebody that does, or you can just, you know, you can dig into whatever sources you need to to find the match. So in that scenario, I, I get it. And I thought about that after the fact, but like I said, I just, I found it a little surprising. Number one. And number two, like I said, just to start it off, why wouldn't you just, you know, throw Russell Universe a bone? Why wouldn't, you know, and I said it for Forbidden Door. I thought, you know, the Forbidden Door, the original one, when we went to, I didn't think TK did a really good job promoting the the New Japan world side of things, mm-hmm. you know, you know, pumping their sub up. Not necessarily as bad as the second time around, but I just kind of expected it at this point, I think. I have a envision of what TK is, especially when it comes to a businessman, and it's AEW first and fuck everybody else second. Yep. So in that scenario, <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, I don't know. I just I found it weird, but the match itself, you know, blew away any disappointment on the business side of shit. Round two, I'm gonna guess full gears coming up. Takesh is not on the card, but he might be somewhere in that tag team match when the Bucks and uh, the Golden Jets come out to play. Mm-hmm. What's your rating? Uh, it was the second highest match of the night, and I gave it four and three quarter stars. Wow. Five. So obviously, there is a five star match coming up here in a little bit. According to nice. Well, yeah, I'll just give my two cents here real quick. First off, Jericho just turned fifty three on my birthday as well. We share a birthday. Also, Adam Dunn. Great trio of birthdays on November 9th, let me tell the you. baseball player? Yeah, former Red, the big donkey, baby. Okay, I was going to say, they sounded familiar. I just want to yeah. make sure I, you know, I got it right before I put my foot in my mouth. But yeah, like we said, Jericho looked just great. Like, you know, you could tell was invigorated by the crowd. His first time in DDT, obviously commentary, and we all know, talked all about the times he spent in Japan, you know, recently and earlier in his career. So probably, you know, a nice moment for him, another notch on the belt, so to speak. For sure. sure. The crowd clearly was into him. He is obviously one of the biggest stars ever and was treated as such. You know, I thought them singing Judas was really cool at the end. You could tell he loved it as well. He was getting fired up. Um, Takeshita, man. Obviously, I saw him coming up in DDT, you know, years before he even came to AEW. So to see this presentation of Takeshita is pretty wild uh, because he was always the baby, always essentially the Okada of New Japan. Um, And commentary did a good job for somebody like me that didn't see the Takeshita run that's just seeing him now in AEW and the way he's being presented it's like, oh, okay, so, mm-hmm. all right, yeah, so, you know, he, he's going his own ways, his boys are pissed, but, you know, we still cool, you know, I, I got love for you, but I'm going to do my thing over the Yeah. Year. So, at that point, I was like, okay, you know, this is cool. I like, the, you know, them telling the story behind the story itself. So, in that scenario, it, it did the one thing that commentary, I think, needs to do for situations like this, big shows like this. For people that are just coming in for the first mm-hmm. time, you got to tell us what, why we, how we got here, why we. we and I think here. they did a great job of that all night as well. I don't know any of the commentators' names, but they're nope. they're very. <laughs> I know the woman. I looked at. She's like a English translator for like animes, or like she does like the voices for animes, like that get released in the U.S. So she's like a voice actress or something. But um, 
whoever you are, kudos to you. You do a good job. But uh, no, all three. Uh, was it two or three? There's three. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. The two guys kind of sound similar, similar, but like when you can hear them talking back and forth, yeah. And obviously, we're high too. So <laughs> no, I, I was getting ready to say because I, I looked at the. Well, I am. Call a spade a spade, but um. When I looked at the commentary, what well, I, I wanted to see the matches, and I would like to write the matches down, so I don't have to stop and write the match down, and you know, give the star rating and all that other shit. I want to get you know the least the the match lineup out of the way and write it down first. I got down to the commentary, which is on the lower left hand side, and I only saw two names, so I was like, okay, maybe it's just a two man booth and the you know the, the woman Including being one, the woman. Two, yeah, the, like I said. This is the first time for me for DDT, so you know you're just gonna have to give me a little bit, I everybody. Think, I think we are gonna be here all night, and I'm okay with it. As you, uh, <laughs> as you about to insert the pen over there, but um, the presentation of Takeshita was awesome. It was just super cool to see the transformation he's made into the again worldwide star that he's becoming currently, which makes it all the more vexing that he took the L here, but. You know, not much more to say. The in-ring work was crisp. It was fast-paced. It was hard-hitting. The crowd was fucking into the whole thing. Um, I was having... Tr- rope, um, what was it? Off the top rope, uh, Blue Thunderbomb. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. This, Insane. Like, yeah. this shit is getting out of control. One yeah, there two. was some big it's moves. Out of this shit? I'm I like, know. Man, hell no. I was like, okay, this is it. Yeah. Okay, this is it. No, Jericho, <laughs> he never hit the Judas effect, did he? I know Takeshita like blocked it a couple times. No, right? it was, no, I was about to say it was the uh, wall to Jericho was the. Uh, well, he, I knew um, that he was tried the finish, it, but, but I yeah, he tried it a couple times. Couple times, but never really connected on it. But, but yeah, uh, Takeshita hit the high knee about knee ten times. Ten times. Like I'm just said. like, dude, come! I'm like, dude, he's but yeah, that blue thunder out. bomb was insane. Yeah, I was like, I'm trying to like, okay, this is a suplex, and then they started to you know kind of wiggle up at the top. I'm like. Hey, this ain't no suplex anymore. <laughs> oh shit! Didn't Jericho hit like a Hurricane Rana from the top too? Like they were going nuts. Yeah, so. yeah, he did actually. Um, it was it's one of the best. Like I said, it was one of the best matches I've seen Jericho pull out in a, in a while. Probably so since you he was think, AEW champ. I was gonna say you think I know. Obviously, his match at All In with Osprey, you know, was highly acclaimed as well. Did you like this one better? Yeah. I, I, did as, I, did I was going to well. say I liked the Osprey uh, Jericho match, but I mean, in the annals of Will Osprey matches in 2023, that's yeah, like, it gets lost. Yeah, that's but it, it's still like six through ten, and I'm I'm saying it's more towards the the seven, eight, nine side of uh, of things. I haven't seen Eddie Edwards yet. I'm sure Josh Alexander blows that one out of the water. I believe so, that airs this upcoming I week. Mean, Thursday, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was like, they hell yeah, brother. I was like, oh. Okay, so yeah, I haven't watched there. recently, but like a week or two ago, I texted the thread. I'm like, does anyone know when this is fucking on? Like, no, I they, know they, they slow rolled the shit because, you know, uh, they're trying to do normal storylines, but they were over in Britain taping or whatever yeah. the case may be. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Y'all, y'all can slow roll this shit. I ain't going nowhere. I'm going to see this <laughs> match, okay? Well, I'm glad you brought up Osprey matches because when we get there later, I want to do a little ranking of osprey matches this year which he's put on a cavalcade of match of the year candidates for any year this year so should be an interesting talking point i had trouble rating this because the finish just threw me off so much and just didn't make sense so again i'll be very curious to see if this does play into aew at all 
But at the end of the day, I'm not letting it affect my rating because I'm not as into AEW as I am, right? Like, it's not that big of a deal to me. And the match was really good. I'm going four and a half stars. Um, and I agree, it was uh, better than the Jericho Osprey match. But this was my third favorite match of the night, interestingly enough. So, yeah. Would you like to go to the main event next, or should we go back to the top and work down? And we got some madness in the middle there. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even spoken a word on that. This episode is going to be wacky. Um, we can start at the top. No, no, no. This is still Phoenix Splash. Let's go to the main event. Okay. I, that's what I thought. And I it's, yeah, it's, I assume this was it's your... It's still bizarre world, but we're going to still hold a little decorum in this motherfucker. Go ahead. Yes, the main event, as I've always called him, Baby Abushi, Yuki Ueno defeats my man chris brooks 29 minutes 39 seconds to become the new and first time kod open weight champion the top belt in ddt i'm gonna let you take it away here because i think you're gonna have some very fond things to say here once again uh not knowing uh ueno's story uh i watched the you know the the intro, the the vignette to lead up to the match, uh -huh. even though it's in Japanese, I don't give a fuck. It, it, there's they're certain, always great, but there's but there's certain things you can take out of it where absolutely you know, this you know this image, that image, you know this had match, match has here. happened, right? Yeah. And usually they'll put the data up there. You know, mm -hmm. you, you can kind of gather. You what can use context there. clues, yeah, and and you can gather what's happened from there. But then when right before the match started, or right during the, the start of the match, with the hit, uh, the commentary said that. Uh, Ueno was 0-4 in these matches. Mm -hmm. Chris Brooks is his best friend. You know, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, okay, so this could happen. It's it's at least feasible. Not knowing a lot about DDT, I remember you calling Ueno Baby Ibushi. So I had some expectations come in. Had you seen a match of had you seen a match of Ueno before this? I've seen him in multi-man matches, but gotcha. never. I think maybe this is it's a it's a handful of matches I've seen him. If if even that, I would yeah. be hard pressed to name you a, a Ueno singles match. So this is really the let's introduction. Just say for yeah, for all intents and purposes, my first time really seeing him, and especially in a in a high-profile <laughs> match like this. So you know, obviously. Chris Brooks comes out, wants to shake hands. Ueno walks away. I'm like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. So we doing this thing. Now let me sit the fuck up. So now I was getting ready to get on. I thought it was an amazing match. Uh, Ueno is, like you said, he's baby Ibushi. He, he can fly around the ring, in, in and out the ring. The uh, Chris Brooks portion of the program where he just, my God, I mean, literally <laughs> decimated him. I guess it was the C4 from Josh Alexander. Yeah. And it just in a power. Was it like the four. praying mantis fall or something like that? He hit that motherfucker twice. And <laughs> that second one. Out. I was just like, okay. That stop. second one was like a razor's edge. Basically. Yeah. He like got him all the all way, the way up. up. And, you know, it's like, okay, so you don't want to stay down? Fair enough. Now I got something for you. It was, a, to me, an emotional ride just to watch this. Because they were best friends, not knowing anything about Ueno and knowing a little something about Chris Brooks. This is really yeah. the first time I've seen him as a singles competitor. And you've he was seen now great. like probably three or four matches of him this year, and all of them have been fucking, fucking outstanding. Fire. Yeah, and 
it makes me look at Chris Brooks differently. You know, absolutely. The, Wrestler the of the year contender. Like tender, he's, yeah, he's, he's on, on your honorable me- like he he's DDT's ace this year. Yeah. And that's, sorry, and Daddy Higuchi. It's Chris Brooks year. Look, um he's gotta be in the conversation. So let's put him out there. No, I think he definitely should be in that conversation. The the, the title win alone, you mm-hmm. know, I won't even go with the the two defenses before the title win alone, I thought was just like, you know. After the match, it's one of those where you just like you take this like, oof, yeah, holy Emo- shit, that's an emotional roller no, ride, and right that for there. me was this same kind of match. And like and I said, frankly, I real, for me, the Higuchi match, the tournament final to earn the title match was like that for me as well. You know, obviously, I'm you're, you're, the biggest you're Higuchi a huge fan, Brooks fan, and I Chris Brooks for me, fan. So yeah, you know, I've seen it in a bunch of tag matches. Him and Jonathan Gresham were, you know, CCK or whatever back uh-huh. in the day, and I and I always liked them. That's how I you know, was introduced to Jonathan Gresham. This is really the first time I'm seeing him as single solos, Chris uh-huh. Brooks, and it's both guys got over. I can't wait for this uh, Grand Prix from DDT. I'm gonna watch at least just. I'm gonna cherry pick DDT. I'm gonna just go ahead and officially announce it. <laughs> I'm gonna DDT. I'm gonna pick cherry pick the shit out of DDT <laughs> matches. Once that Grand Prix starts, I'm gonna watch that shit. Hell Maybe yeah. something else, and that's about it. Because there's there's a match on here that we getting ready to talk about in a little bit. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't DDT. I can't, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> y'all try me, y'all try me so much, and I'm like, I really want to watch it all, but then you throw me this. Go ahead. What What do you think about the main event? Oh, it was amazing. I went four seven five. Granted. It's right on the cusp, and I watched it pretty late at night, so it deserves another viewing to give, like, the final. But, you know, it wasn't, like, the immediate five for me, but God damn it, it was great. Uh, sad to see Chris Brooks run end, but, That's couldn't, the but couldn't be happier thing. that Ueno is the one to end it and deservingly gets that spot. He's kind of the heir to Takeshita. He, in, he took over the faction that Takeshita left. Um, those two had some incredible matches together. You'll have to check them out. Um, okay, I was getting right. Is this his first? T- it can't be his first, first title win. Yes, it is. It's his first title win. He uh, he and Brooks both. They they were first time winners of this championship. So yeah, that makes it mean that much more. He never won tag team. Never won. Oh, no 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 no. Okay, no. that's that's what I'm. No no like. no. My bad. I thought you meant t- world title. No, he was the, I think it's national championship, the one that Cardona just lost. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so, yeah, no, he's been decorated for okay. sure. Okay. My apologies. No, no, no. I just, that's why I was just like, whoa, <laughs> you know, I, wasn't going, I can't knock it. It's not like I watched DDT. I'm just yeah. going to give, give him even more so, you know, props. I mean, you know, it makes my five-star rating feel, you know, even more deserved. But no, that, even now, like I said, to me, those are the two overriding stories, you know, Oh, four in world title matches. And then here's the fifth and you got to go against your best friend and Chris Brooks. So yeah, that was to me, are they in the same faction too? No, they are not. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, Brooks really isn't. And again, I don't, Follow it that way. It didn't seem like he was in a faction. I don't think Brooke, he's got like a tag team. The ca- C it's CDK Calamari Drunken Kings is the name. Um, That's great. Masahiro <laughs> Takanishi, I believe, is the guy's name. He's a goof. He's great. Um, but no, they're not like on in the same faction. But okay, no, it was excellent. The you know it, they really kicked it. In. Like this match had like gears. You know, first gear was. 
Chris Brooks beating the fuck out of Yuki Ueno, just pounding on him. Here kind of deal. Yeah. Like, what the fuck, man? Okay, and then we had the, the Ueno comeback, which was awesome. And then just fucking chaos madness yeah. in the last seven minutes. Just They just kicked it into that high gear. This pace, the strikes, you know, just the high impact moves. Brooks's knees, the, the praying mantis fall, whatever he calls it. That we talked about. I, I was like, okay, th- I'm like, this is it. Okay, you ain't no flying around like a fucking madman. Yeah, I was like, there was more than one time where, like I said, this was it. And when he hit that, I didn't even think he would hit the second finisher, and he did. And I'm yeah. just like, and he kicked oh, out. Yeah, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm getting my notebook. You know, I'm just getting that. Let me go ahead and circle this. Give it the five stars. Be done with it. He fucking what? Oh shit! Oh man, hell no! I wrote five right then. After that, I was like, this is five stars. I don't give a rat's ass what happens at this point. This is a Love five it. star fucking match. You can't have these multiple finishers getting kicked out and all the crazy shit that's happened up to this point. The, the story, the whole shebang. It was that to me is kind of reason why I give I rarely give out five star matches it usually you have to get me into the whole deal for sure for me to just you know throw this thing out I'm sending you about my five stars <laughs> like we've said there's an intangible factor to a five star match like that's why I said if you don't really feel it on the initial watch it's hard to like say but there have been times and again it was late at night I wasn't truly as dialed in as I want to be I'll watch it you again. Said four, seven, I might bump five. it up. I in the, I'm in the ballpark. That's good enough oh, for me. Oh, absolutely. But, <laughs> but shit, it wasn't like you, you came with 375. But this shit means something. It deserves the full attention. No, no, I'm no, the psychopath with the spreadsheet. Yeah, yeah, right. No, it was it was an amazing match. And like I said, I, I texted you because uh, you were you were like, have you watched the else? Like, you know, I'm just getting ready to, you know, I fed the cats and got my head right. And I was like, let's do this shit. And I saw the uh, the uh, the vignette for their Grand Prix or whatever coming out later this uh-huh. year. And I was like, "Hey, are we gonna watch that?" He was like, "And you were like, yeah, you know, I'll cherry pick that. That's what that's for me is what DET is going. If you're gonna get me invested, that's basically what it is for me. You know, I just kind of am like about half the shows. You know, like I don't really watch much if any of the comedy stuff. I just did this time because it was Hiromu, oh and God. boy, oh boy, if it, it was." One of the wildest things I've ever seen in wrestling. Yeah, that's one word for it. <laughs> <laughs> let's just go there. We're, we're yeah, in no yeah, sequential we're here, order. We're here. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do I it. don't even, let's just, let's see. This is the DDT Iron Man Heavy Metal Title Dramatic Dream Round Let's Have Fun. Let's Have Fun. What Will Happen Fun Deathmatch <laughs> is what this is. I say if fun means putting a gun in my head. I know this is part visual, part uh, audio. But the- Hiromu Takahashi retains the title, defeating Kazuki Harada in three minutes fifty three seconds of the fifth round. Okay, that's what I was getting ready to say. Let's, let's you know, let's set it up right. Let's set it up of right. The fifth round. <laughs> I was getting ready to say. I'm like, dude, there's another round. Oh my god! Insane. It went on for so long. Kill, bro. Fucking gorgeous. These these cats are like, what is wrong with you? The Steelers won, man. Calm down. I'm like, man, you just don't understand. Let me do my best to set this up. Please. I will to try and remember. So it is 
So first off, what do you think of Harada, really, before we get into it? Honestly, and I'm trying to think. He's the Yano, I guess, is the, the best comparison. And I've only name. seen him, like, twice. but you My know, first time. You know he's, what you're getting. He's just insane. I didn't know how, how deep this rat hole, at least the match, was going to me, go. Where me we're neither. Getting, where we're getting me neither. rounds, but... <laughs> The ba- the basic gist of it, was, <laughs> Jesus Christ! It felt like he was Yano, and now and that is what it is. Minus the low blows, I haven't seen enough of Harada to, to speak of him intelligibly. But as the first viewing, the first time, that's but like the third or fourth, you know, round or whatever. You were done. Not we. Really, yeah, I kind of was. I was just like, dude, I, I can't. I, I really want to fast forward this shit. I, I just not. We're we're here. We're pot committed. We just got to go the rest of the way. Pray this guy. This I hope you were truly pot committed. Oh yeah, on multiple <laughs> levels. <laughs> you need literally and figuratively. Um, there was the time. There were times where he did, you know, do a suicide dive or do a, a like a really legit wrestling move. The great part about Hiromu, and I don't know if I texted you this or not, or I just said it in my head. I was like, no, I texted you. I was like, at least Hiromu is just not giving in. And just, you know, whatever the rules are, we're just going to abide by the rules. He was most ways throughout this motherfucker. No, I'm not going to dance. No, I'm not going to put this bra on. No, I ain't <laughs> You know, all this, every time he's like, no, nah, hell no. I'm like, thank you, Hiromu. That's all I ask. If, we got, if I got to watch this, shit you got to put up some resistance don't just you know give in to the rules because they're the rules you most single them always come on man let's do this oh, shit goodness well you that's, put it you put it up on a t there <laughs> that to me was the, the crux of the match from my eyes what did you see i, I mean because i know you just you love this shit and i, I just did like, love how does well, he watch this <laughs> I just loved how insane, and I had no clue what was going to happen, and this is actually happening, and it hurts Hiromu, and he's killing it. But, okay, the concept, it's a roulette, a digital roulette wheel. You press the button, the wheel stops. Obviously, it's all in Japanese, so we have no idea what the fuck the wheel says. Crowd's going nuts, by the way, for this wheel. <laughs> they are, they are into it. They yeah, for it. they are into it. Yeah, you know, just chanting Hiromu. You know, chanting. You know, Harada. yeah, Hiromu came off like a big star. You know, oh, that's yeah, at least yeah, worth sure. noting. Commentary, you as know, he it, should, of course. Yeah, because I mean, he's the uh, junior ace of New Japan. Commentary, you know, did their part in this as well. You know, is you know, we got to get the Iron Man title. You know, back from you know bad yep. New Japan. I'm just like, man, what the fuck? You know, don't make me take sides up in this motherfucker. You will lose. I'll pay for this shit, but I don't. I just come in just because Jericho's here. Don't get it twisted. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So you pre- Hiromu presses the wheel. It lands on whatever. It's now some sort of you have and commentaries. I feel like doing a- their best to explain what's happening, but yeah, you have to like move to the. To the beat of the music, or the first something. two rounds were dancing. The first round was fast dance, and Hiromu yeah. was like, you know, motherfucker, I don't dance. And he showed, like, you know, well, and then what was tight was that whoever that guy in the crowd was throws up the red X and just cuts a scathing promo <laughs> on Hiromu. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm at him. Man, I wish there was more, <laughs> just like legit 
subtitles something. I don't know. I wish commentary was just like right there on it because I don't yeah. know what that man said. But Rome, shut the fuck up. Yeah, like, he did. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm like, damn. So it actually okay. started off on like a kind of tight note. And I thought it was the whole time. No, but no, yeah. that part was funny as fuck. I, w- yeah. I would be lying if I said I did not laugh. So it was that. And then I can't remember. Maybe the blow up doll came next. Um, to out, was, came out as like the Undertaker's, Undertaker's music. music. And I'm just like. <laughs> okay. hand gesture of slitting the throat. <laughs> Dude, I'm dying at this point. And, and, okay, once again, if you're seeing this on the YouTube, this is the this is the great part about you know PSP versus BFR because we always say you know this is an audio medium on uh, BFR. You can actually see the look on my face. I was literally looking at my cats like this. That's it. So someone is puppeteering <laughs> this blow up doll. I can't. It's like Yoshiko, something like that. I don't remember the name. He no, was on the name. show multiple times. No, that's the name. Oh, oh no, because I wrote it down. That's the name. <laughs> Never. Don't don't put this motherfucker. So he comes out as the Undertaker again, and Hiromu has a match, a, a pretty riveting match, <laughs> doing all sorts of insane moves. He kicks out of the time bomb. Yeah. Bonkers! I'm like, okay. Um, most motherfuckers, most uh, uh, real humans don't kick out of the time bomb. Now this blow up dials kick. All right, man. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think? Head scissors, <laughs> all the lot. You know, Hiromu oh, hit it. Hiromu hit it with a monster power. Bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Kicked out. Throw this motherfucker. I was like, Jesus. Harada is just like watching. I think. Oh yeah, just watching this shit unfold. I'm just, and I'm like, because it was the handicap match. That's that was that was the step, and that's why uh, Yoshiko came out. And like you said, the Undertaker's music came out. I'm like, hang on, man. This is like Dead Man, Dead Man. Like we sacrificing Stephanie McMahon, you know. Era dead man. <laughs> Yoshiko. Oh and I love man. the woman, the woman's voice every time. She just always sounds so excited. And oh. it's Yoshiko. <laughs> God bless her. They they did their damage to put this this fucking match over. I just was not buying what they were selling. But don't get me wrong. The, I was I'm probably the minority in this and in life itself, so I had no problem sitting on this island by myself. I'm sitting there like you have got to be kidding me. What the fuck can happen next? And then yeah. next, go ahead. They get bras. <laughs> They're wearing bras. Yes, it was bra and panties. Uh, blindfold, blindfolded bra and panties. So that that was the, the step where and you had I, to take off the off bra, the, right? I, I'm just like, ay, ay. <laughs> I knew you were long gone by now. <laughs> like I said, this close to fast forward. I'm like, why am I not fast forwarding this? I mean, I'm literally looking at Mal versus Matt Cardona next. Why am I? Because I think I told you you have to watch this because I need this reaction right now that we're getting. Oh my god! I'm like, this is the most ridiculous thing. And I think I'm in. The panda was number one, and I use the word in this sentence was. Wait, what? I said the panda was the uh, the the great panda. Oh, dress a giant panda. Okay, that was the most ridiculous thing I had seen on DDT up until now. 
This is way, way more ridiculous. Oh, way over the top. <laughs> I'm just like, you've got to be kidding me. What the fuck? And, and I, then the ending was even more. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. All I was going to say, and I want you to take us home on this. I just, I think I enjoy it so much because I know you're hating it so much. <laughs> and when I'm, and I know I'm watching it before you too. And I'm, and I'm just knowing how much you're going to hate it. And I'm just dying laughing about that as much as anything. You see me watching this shit? You see me watching this shit? I wish I had a camera on you. Oh, man. You and me both. I mean, literally, there were some times where I was just like, what am I? What? All right. Take take us home. Take us home. Obviously, I I can't remember what the final step was. Me Um, neither. And, but obviously, this, you have to do the steps to in order to have any part of the match. You get you have to do slow dance where they almost kiss after the you know at the <laughs> end of the round. You know when the slow music cuts off. Don't I laugh? Don't get me wrong. I, I laughed at that part because that shit was legitimately funny. But you have to do these things in order to get a pin. I can't remember what the final step was. I didn't write it down because like your boy wasn't even wanting to watch this match to begin with. So I'm shocked you even wrote things down. I love it. <laughs> so ultimately, Hiromu does get the pin. And, uh, you know, they both guys kind of like, you know, give each other the flowers. But they're laying, and then they kind of like both collapse. Hiromu collapses, and the DDT Ironman belt and the IWGP junior belt are both laying on Hiromu. And all of a sudden, I see the ref come over. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) And he counts three. And immediately, I'm like, I don't it's like my mind goes to Wrestle Kingdom and the words of Despy in my head is like, you know, just make sure you're there. Just make sure you're there. I'm just like, my head's like, I'm like, no! What the fuck? I mean, Lucifer, God bless him, was laying on my lap. He springs out of my lap like, I mean, that's how, you know, violent this reaction Oh my God. So he, so I'm like, you know, he's holding up the two belts. So the two belts are now like the champions or whatever. I'm like, oh my God, Wrestle Kingdom's fucked. Wrestle Kingdom's fucked. Why are we even doing DDT? You know, I'm just literally losing my absolute shit. I'm working myself up into a shoot. Ultimately, is what's happening over here. So I can't remember how Harada gets the title, gets the DDT title. He, the DDT title was pinned on top of the, the, the IWGP Junior title pinned Hiromu and thus became the DDT, DDT Heavy champion, Metal Champion. champion. So Harada realizes this, grabs the belt, the belt, and pins the belt, the IWGP Junior belt, that is, right. to become the DDT Iron Heavy Metal Champion. So basically, Beautiful. everybody walks away, you know, the way they came out. Well, actually, Hiromu, well, Hiromu the had the, yeah, Hiromu had the heavy metal belt, so right. he lost that. So he that. ends up losing this, you know, ipso facto, whatever. Ultimately, for me personally, as the New Japan fan, or, you know, a New Japan fan, because we're both New Japan fans in this scenario, I was losing my shit. Because I literally was like, <laughs> this Despy-Hiromu match is 
crumbling before my eyes. I'm about to lose my ass. That makes this all the better. <laughs> I'm like, why are you doing this to me? Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> no, oh my no, God. No, no. And then from that point, I'm just like, by the end, I'm just like, okay, you know, let's just get out of here. You know, let's get, you know, Cardona and, and Mal out here. Let's get this next match. I'm Who's the guy that came behind him and uh, kissed him? I have no idea, okay. but they kissed that, all the way down way the, the back. And that was the cherry on top of the cake. This dude in a room would basically, you know, not tongue in, but, you know, they would definitely, you know, swapping some spit on the way back to the, uh, the back to the curtain. So that it, it, it was fucking bonkers. The I've whole never thing. Seen, never seen no shit like this in my life. Me I've neither. A lot it of was awesome. Shit. It, do not get me wrong. If you like, um, if you're a WWE fan and you like the 24 seven, title and all its shenanigans and nonsense you will love the shit out of this <laughs> if you're like me and you're here for somebody to catch that work you probably should skip this match <laughs> let's go ahead and throw the grade out i'll go first because obviously this wasn't my cup of tea everybody knows this who knows me and loves me i gave it three and a half stars lucky i gave it that that's amazing. And you're lucky I gave it. I mean, I'm not giving it more than that. I'll give it three and a half stars, and I'll tag it with an honorable mention on the spreadsheet. I'm shocked. I thought it'd be a negative for you. <laughs> to me, like two and a half is yeah, an that's average true. You don't match. really yeah. So this, this was above an, average. This was an above average match. It wow. Just, okay. It was, it was not. It's not something that. So you're at least willing to give it some give it credit. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you. It was it very due. unique. There yeah. was minimal amounts of actual wrestling in it, like you said. Like there were some moves earlier on and late as well, but it was just insane and just you know had no idea what was next, and it just felt like a roller coaster. Literally, it, it definitely because Hiromu. I, I don't know what Hiromu wanted. The step was. I'm sure that they said it in commentary. But I was just like, you know, ah, yeah, ah, yeah, you know, cursing your ass out in between rounds. I probably missed it. But Hiromu wanted a certain step and it never came up. And the step that came up yeah. would only benefit Harada. Yes. And that to me was. The, there was a lot of creativity in it, obviously, you know. And that's course. why I'll give it its credit. Is it something Good. I would ever watch again? <laughs> Fuck no. You better have my cats locked up. You know, I need proof of life type shit. Otherwise, we ain't even having this conversation. It's nothing I would ever watch again if I didn't have to. Well, I am so glad you did because we got this 10-minute segment, and that was one. And this is by far the wildest episode of this shit we have <laughs> ever done. We are off the reservation over no here. Shit. Well, no, hell, it, was, it was what it was. There's and, still three more matches. Matches to discuss. No, I was we, say, see these these last three are pretty I dry as far as I'm concerned. But go ahead. I disagree. Uh, no, okay, there's one. There's one that we're probably going to spend a little time on. I, also, I we are over an hour in, and we are still in the first portion of the show. I love Japan's going to fly right by, and you don't give a shit about Star. I mean, it's just going to be me bitching for a little bit. Hey, so, we still got all Japan as well, baby. I'm not. I'm in no rush here. I'm just saying we are. We no, are all good. over the map. Bizarro World episode. Go ahead. I apologize. Well, let's go next to because you kept talking about it because you were wanting it so badly in the moment. Mao versus Matt Cardona. Mao defeats the indie god, the evil bastard, that prick, and that slut, Steph. <laughs> and Matt Cardona 
16 minutes, 50 seconds. Mao becomes the DDT Universal Champion. Uh, yeah, what do you think of this one? Once again, it, this was more about Mao than Matt Cardona. The, the show beforehand, they had made the match backstage for the, uh, the DDT Universal title. And once again, commentary got me into it, you know. This was basically saying how Mao wanted this lineage. He's grown up since a kid and now has seen this DDT universal tile and now wants to make it his own. I think, honestly, just on the sidebar, I think DDT tiles are some of the best crafted, Looking. whatever word, whatever it, word you want to use. Yeah, in the they got some Whoever nice designed them. I look at them I'm like, damn, that motherfucker is nice. So yeah. anyway, long story short, this was uh, it ends up being a no DQ match out from the uh, press conference. Uh, that Mal was just basically like, I know you know fuckery is going to happen, so let's just get it off the you know let's get it on the table. Let's just make it a no DQ match, which basically plays into Matt Cardona's hands because obviously, like you said, you you have Steph Delander at ringside. Which he obviously comes into play multiple times throughout the match. Miles, oh, always, you know, yeah. You know, Miles fighting from underneath, even though he has a faction in the back that you know, it's I guess it's Lij all over again. You know, you got some boys, but they don't want to come out and help. Neither here nor there. Well, um, they eventually do, at least. You know, yeah. Tw towards which the I end, believe it's the same faction as Ueno. I'm pretty sure because I don't think kind of looks. I don't think Mao was in it, but I think he is, he now. is now. It's like. It's spelled out like 37 Kamina, yeah. but it's pronounced like a different way than that. Okay, so, so yeah, that's the same faction. But that um, Takeshita's faction is right. What it, yeah, so. Um, anyway. just For me, it was just, you know, seeing Mal for the first time, because well, I didn't get, still haven't seen uh, the Junior uh, All-Star Festival. So for me, this is like the really the first time I, I saw him. Well, didn't just, did you watch him on the show the month prior or no? I can't remember who he wrestled. I'm pretty sure I watched him. Uh, yeah, because I was going to say because I thought you did. I yeah, because yeah, about and then because uh, but... that led to he was already backstage. Cardona comes backstage or whatever, and they they make the match or whatever. Um, so second time, even neither here nor there. I just no. you know for me, Mal is one of those guys. It's what 22, 23. And the the basically he has the world in his hands. As long as he can stay healthy, yeah, he could be really one of good. the next big guys coming up. Um, I'm interested to see where it goes next. That's one of the the guys I, I will cherry pick when I see him Hell on yeah. a card, whether it's tag team or otherwise. But I thought Matt Cardona did just enough to at least get me interested over to looking over to now with the guy with the sub, it, it makes it easier for doing it. That's what that's, that was my whole TK rant. If you got Chris Jericho, why not just say, Hey, it's on fill in the blank, check it out. If you want to, you know, yeah, do whatever, but neither here nor there. I digress. Go ahead. What's your rating? I gave this three, seven, five. Yeah. I'm three and a half. Yeah. It was, you know, good entertaining stuff what cardona's been doing over there is pretty much the same you know a lot of interference from delander a lot of fuck yous a lot of middle fingers i think delander the, uh, the evil foreigner yeah delander's great i think we talked about it last time as well like she's really good in that role she's always heavily involved and in this time it backfired and you know the good guy gets over so yeah i think he cardona definitely served a pretty good purpose you know i'm sure he brought some new eyeballs over there he you know, had a few, yeah, you included. Um, 
you know, he had a few title defenses. I think they were all probably like three and a half for me, you know, but they were all good. They were all entertaining. They all served their purpose, and yeah, I'm glad they sure. happened. Yeah, it was not anything that it was going to be, you know, top of the card or anything like that. He, he, he being Matt Cardona is entertaining enough where I don't have to groan while watch his matches. You know what you're probably going to get. He still has, you know, some go-go juice in the tank. So He looked scenario, great. His entrance was awesome with that gold mask. Yeah, he looked it, real good. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I love the the creativity with his gear because this was, you know, definitely Indy, uh, Indy Jones. Oh, yeah. Or whatever. I was like, okay, I see you. You know, Indiana Jones, Indy Jones. I see you, motherfucker. So, yeah, in that scenario, I'll get, you always have to give Matt Cardone credit. He's creative with his gear and how his mind works in the ring. Whether you like him or not, totally different story. And, you know, you can discuss that on your own time. <laughs> Let's go uh, towards the top of the card of where we start, and then we'll take right. it home on an emotional note in a match that I absolutely loved. But another tremendous match on this card, um, Dice K Sasaki defeats Tetsuya Endo, 14-50. I know you'd seen... You know, little bits of these guys. I believe Sasaki had wrestled Despi earlier this year. I think you caught that match. I know Definitely. you've seen a little bit of Endo. We texted. You were speaking pretty highly of this match. Let's let's talk about it. Gave it four and a quarter. Um, Likewise. I was kind of – it's one of those matches where, you know, I'm, I'm seeing both guys. I've seen Sasaki more so than I've seen Endo. And Endo to me was just like – you know, and I was just like, man, you know, he really just stands <laughs> out, you know. Not saying that he's, you know, baby Abushi, probably older than that, but he his moveset definitely reminded me a lot of Abushi, especially with the handsprings, the dives in and out. The and he definitely moves. was a part of his upbringing. Like he and Endo and Takeshita both like came up on like with Kenny and while Kenny and Abushi were like established in DDT. Okay, so I don't know if they like played a part in their training, but they were definitely there from the beginning of both those guys' careers. You could. So. Do, you can so see there's, the there's influence, influence. Let's put it that way. Yeah, for sure. And that's where you have it on one side. And Sasaki, to me, is more of not even a death match. He has the death match reputation. Yeah. But he can go in the ring, too. So in this scenario, I'm like, okay, you know, we got some shit going on. Sasaki, you know, pushing his guys back, you know, at certain points, like, you know, hey, let me handle my business. But then, like, 30 seconds later, they're setting the table up for him. I'm like, okay, see, I like you guys. You know, you boss said, you know, let me get this. You know, boss ain't always the smartest motherfucker in the world. <laughs> set this table up anyway. So in that scenario, you know, the use of the table, I thought was a good spot. Um, just like I said, for somebody that's just seeing DDT for the first time, this didn't overstay its welcome. And it was a really good match to for me to just to jump into. This is the first match I would watch. I was like, oh, mm -hmm. shit, okay. This might actually be, you know, a nice little interesting three-hour ride. Um, it's, it's two guys that ultimately I would love to see at a later point. Once again, if I see them, I think both are going to be in that uh, Grand Prix later on. I would uh, assume so. In the uh, the year or whatever, so once again, more chance to uh, to reel me in. But Sasaki, I was already a fan of Endo, even though you know I'm sure he's as decorated as they come when it comes to the DDT. He was the one for me that really stood out. That's just me. Yeah, yeah, agree. Four and a quarter, and yeah, this was a lot more like just urgent, high energy right out of the gate. I was, you know, and commentary referenced a lot of like history between the two. 
I'm not well versed to know it, but like again, it helps knowing there's something. You know, there was some interference. Oh, they don't like each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was queer. I'm like, oh, you oh, I think oh. I've probably seen – I know I've seen, like, at least one match, like, maybe in the tournament last year. But, again, I don't call it close enough to, like, remember these two have history. But, anyway, great stuff. You know, a lot of interference from Damnation, TA, uh, Sasaki's group. And, uh, yeah, that 450 through the table on table. the outside Oof. was fucking fierce. Um, and yeah, he was clicking on all cylinders for sure. Like I told you over text, like when he's on, he's outstanding. He's just, you know, he's the one that got knocked out shoot by Nakajima. So like that, he was the champion at that time too. So that kind of like set him back a little bit. And now he's kind of on the come up again. So I think he could definitely be a candidate to win the Grand Prix, you know, cause he was in that spot, you know, I think it was at least his second title win, maybe even his third, but I think just the second. So, you know, I think he could be definitely a guy to look out for in the grand prix and <clears throat> yeah, just great, great entertaining stuff. And uh, no, it was, Scott, it was really good. against the dub. Yeah. It's like the quote unquote curtain jerker for this scenario as we cherry pick DDT. <clears throat> All right, everybody get your Kleenex out. <laughs> yes, this was. Woo, what a ride, an emotional ride. This this show had everything and literally everything. everything. And we're talking about it all out of order, but it's kind of, it's just you're just bouncing around from one crazy thing to the next, but this is the Saki Akai retirement match. We've, you know, we've talked a pretty good amount about her on the show between either DDT or TJP Dub. I feel like she's kind of a even split between both brands, frankly. Um, she had a uh, her final TJ before this match. Obviously, she had her final TJPW match. It was a oh yeah. How, match. how was that? I haven't had a chance to watch okay. it. I was like, okay, note to self. You know, starting next week, we got to catch up on the yeah. Noah TJPW portion of my life that I haven't. Uh, and this program, missing. yeah, for sure. And obviously, last show we talked about her incredible match with Chris Brooks for the cha- for the KOD Championship. Um, but Saki Akai is someone who, kind of like Himeka, it's like, man, I'm just as I'm kind of becoming like such a big fan of yours, you're gone. But mm-hmm. like, obviously, happy for you. Go out on your own terms. And what a fucking match to go out on. I thought this was just, you know, as someone who's not like a super duper fan of her, or really know that much about her story or history, Agreed. really only in the last, you know, year and a half or so. But knowing all the surrounding parts, you know, Hideki Okatani, I'm not like super familiar with, but yeah. let me just say the match, I guess, before I get caught up in it. Forget what I'm <laughs> uh, uh, Kazusada Higuchi, my father, Miyu Yamashita, and Naomichi Marafuji. What a dream team that is. Defeat Hideki Okatani, Saki Akai, and Yukio Sakaguchi in what I said was Saki Akai's retirement match, 20 minutes, 30 seconds. So there's some some big players in this match, especially on the opposition here. That was only 20 and minutes? Jesus Christ. I know, I know they really made the most of that time. Yeah, and it's and I'm not complaining about it. It was a lot of... They packed a lot in. ...things in by the time it was over. I was just like, you know... <laughs> yeah. Um, but so Mara Fuji, you know, he's been in DDT sparingly, but he comes in for this match. Miyu Yamashita, I don't know if she's ever wrestled in DDT. I'd imagine I think possibly that said that she hadn't. I might be okay. Mistaken. 
So she comes in for this match. Higuchi, you know, definitely one of the top guys in DDT. So it's, you know, this is a big deal match and it's going to be competitive and it sure was. And Okatani is definitely like the young up and comer in that faction um, eruption. It's called Sakaguchi, like the veteran. He's been around a while. I know I've mentioned him before. He plays in, he played in the, whatever French group they did last yeah, yeah, time. Yeah, 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 yeah. They got a nice guy or whatever. He's had some banger matches with Higuchi, actually, and those two mixed it up here as well, which was beautiful. But this was just structured so perfectly around Saki Akai. And as we talked about her fight against Chris Brooks last time and how much it took to put her away. And she's tall, but she does not have a lot of meat on. The, she is a thin woman, and she takes a beating from these big men um brooks first like last time we talked about and what she kept kicking out of like ueno she kicked out of the mantis fall um not quite to the razor's edge i mean no, it, when they, he, when he that hammered man, her with it though but yeah, anyway he got her but it, what, took what, a like, lot you know, to put like, her away yeah. <laughs> this shit was like what the fuck and then so this time around I, before we get to kind of the finish, like the action was just great throughout. Like Yuma, the Yamashita Saki Akai parts, the Saki Akai Higuchi parts, the Saki Akai Marafuji parts. You know, her, that, that's the her one mixing I want. it up against all three of them in their own unique ways was just amazing. And even beyond her, when it was Sakaguchi or Okatani mixing it, like the action was always so just intense. You know, they felt like people were just constantly flying around, but like it wasn't, it was an, just an organized chaos. Like it wasn't like the rules were being, it was just, just a beautiful, just flow going on. Yeah, they, were, they were telling literally different stories when somebody else would tag in, mm -hmm. but it was all obviously centered around Saki Akai's final match. And when Marafuji, tagged in and you know Saki was down I was just like oh shit you know this this is where it might start getting ugly because Mara Fuji definitely wanted to be a part of this match and you know promised thanks for you picking me up by the way I was spiraling there <laughs> definitely Mara Fuji wanted to be a part of the match to begin with and wanted to uh send Saki out on the uh the wrong note so to speak and between Higuchi just chopping the shit out of her chest, Marafuji kicking the, the dog shit out of this poor girl. I'm just like, okay, see, now y'all getting out of hand. You know? And Yamashita kicking and kneeing the shit out of her as well. Which, okay, and look, sorry I might be a little, you know, sexist in this next statement, but, you know, that's what I'm used to seeing. Okay? Fair, that's this fair. Was, you know, <laughs> this was well beyond that. You know, there was a you couple the of times. You the baddest motherfuckers man. ever. I'm like, all right, that's enough. God damn it, shit, stop kicking her. <laughs> Fuck. We know she could take it, but I mean, damn, we ain't got to prove nothing. She on the way out. Let's that's just stop enough. it. You know, that's enough. Get, get, tag her, but take it. And that's what the, I think the part the, that got me obviously so emotionally invested was Absolutely. no matter who was coming in the ring, at some point she took their best shot. Mm -hmm. And was just like, you know what? It's going to take a little more. It's than not that. enough. No, yeah. And that to me was just the kind of the microcosm of what I've known from Saki Akai. I've not seen her enough to really, like I said, speak intelligently on her. But what I think I know is between this and the Chris Brooks match, 
the little bit that we saw of her as tag team champ over in a TJP dub. This is somebody that you just can't, you know, roll out the carpet and that and have this match be done. You're going to have to do some shit. And that to me ultimately sets up the finish where you have me just like, oh, shit. My God. Okay, this is how we do it. All right, y'all got me. <laughs> God so, damn it. First, it was just Yamashita solo. Like, they kind of set it up where the other two, like, she took the other two's best shot. And well, not quite. Higuchi didn't give her the iron, iron claw, call. but he still fucking oh, gave yeah, her the, the, the work. Chop, yeah, I was about to say the choppy gave her. That's why I was like, okay, see, man, damn, what? <laughs> and we'll, and we'll, the title and the this best, is is, be, the best is or worst is yet to come. But um, so they all get they all hammer Marifuji like she kicks out of I can't even remember what <laughs> one of the like Emerald Flosion or something like that. She Nora. <laughs> no, no, you, no, you were you, you are absolutely correct. And like I said, that's why I was just like, okay, see, it's gonna be one of these where Yamashita comes in. She doesn't have Akai doesn't have much left. She's getting kicked all over the fucking place. Yeah, I mean, Meat all over the fucking place. Bing, Suplexed bing, 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 all you know, over the place. I was out to text Brett. I was like, man, you know, they, they the guys over here, you know, taking turns on there like a fucking blunt. I mean, what the <laughs> fuck? This is getting ridiculous. You know, let's Somebody and, stop this. <laughs> and she eventually takes the, I can't remember what they call her kick to the head, but it's a great name. Do you recall? Oh, you talking about Yamashita? Yeah. Um, it's the spinning round kick. It, I, I, yeah, I, but it there's a, a name for it. It has a clever name, but she hammers her with it. Kicks out like, oh my God, how unbelievable. What Just. What's it gonna take? You right. Know? <laughs> just, just lay down. Come on. I just... say you're going to retirement. Okay. Yeah. Let's no, don't don't fuck it up by starting off like this, please. <laughs> for the love of God, go ahead. So then, I don't know where everyone else is at this point, but now, am I missing something or no? Just... They both her partners were like knocked out on the outside. Yeah, I guess probably. they. Yeah, they got fu- they fucked them both up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And that's then that right. sets up. Then they that's all right, get into the ring, was, and I'm just like, oh. There's a no. lot of yeah. There's still a lot of fighting amongst the four while this like it's all going on at once. And yeah, eventually they, the other two guys, Okatani and Sakaguchi, both get hit with big moves from Higuchi and Mara Fuji. That's right, and it ends up all three of them. In the, in the ring, ring with her, Akai, and I'm just like, oh, and shit. that's when the blunt passing begins. Yeah, I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> like Mara Fuji's like hammering her with chops, and we these are two of the biggest choppers in the game. And then Higuchi, my god, just uncorks a fucking headbutt. Yeah, and I'm I like, was like, damn, man. I'm like, actually, like, I'm, I'm like, emotionally, like. Oh my good! This is where I'm like, enough's enough at this point for me. <laughs> that you was it. Your point, okay? Yeah. You a bad bitch. Let's get. You I'm like kind of horrified. Get, these, get this, this woman point. her flowers right now. <laughs> this match is over. Oh my god! And then Yamashita ends it right eventually. Yeah. <laughs> that the part that got me is the part that is basically the finish where the guys, uh, all four guys, are in the ring and they all decide. Mutually mm. to get out and let the ladies handle their business, and then Yamasha just comes up with a running knee and just smokes. That's the right. Shit that was amazing. Like I one by like, one, okay. they all get out of the ring. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I was, that's the part where you, I wasn't crying by the, by this point yet, but it definitely 
you know, it stood out to where they were giving the the ladies their moment. And more so to me, it felt like more so Saki Akai, her moment. This is where she was going to fall on the sword. So be it. It might as well be Yamashita being her best friend doing this shit. So even before Chris Brooks and Ueno came out, you had best friends versus best friends here in this match as well. So it was a, a really good way to end the match. It wasn't crazy, but it, it was crazy with spots, crazy with headbutts, question mark kicks from Marafuji. Marafuji <laughs> and Higuchi were was not treating. They Saki were not pulling any punches. Not at all. And that's what I was like, <laughs> wow, this shit's fucking crazy. I gave it four and a half stars. Yeah, I was four seven five, man. Like I did have, I wasn't crying, but I definitely had tears Not during in my the match, eyes. But by after the, the match, when you yeah. know the tributes, and you know they did, like we saw Ta- Tanahashi, yeah, um, awesome Kong. Apparently, Shinsuke was supposed to be on there, and they cut his out. Oh, that, that was kind of like, yeah, that's some WWE shit. But neither here nor there. <laughs> And then even once again, not knowing what the fuck she was saying in Japanese. What? Let <laughs> me go back for a second. When uh, Saki was on the mat or whatever, and it looked like she was, I was like, is she crying? And she was crying legitimately. Oh, yeah. That's when I was like, oh. Yeah, that's when I got me. I got got at the end. When they all got out of the ring and then, yeah, when she just got, just had the tear this in her eye. Yeah, yeah, and I was yeah. like, yeah, okay. This is the, that's when I was emotional. I was just so into it the whole time. Again, because all the supporting players are so good, and this was a damn good match in the midst of her retirement match that's just has this whole arc about her. There's so much else going on, and it all like ties together so beautifully. No, it was, it was really well done, especially like, this match was just lives. great wrestling theater. It was it was just wonderful. So no, and it, it was at least in this scenario. <laughs> now that we've covered the the six matches, it was the perfect chef's kiss, if you will, for our voyage into DDT <laughs> for this episode. I, I I love the whole thing. Like I said, I'll I'll cherry pick as we go along. But I got the sneaky suspicion this ain't gonna be the last time we talk about uh, DDT here on the on PSP. I think not. So let's quickly uh, talk a little All Japan before we dive into New Japan. We're just going to go through uh, two matches here uh, because our boy, Katsuhiko Nakajima, I don't think it had happened the last time we recorded. And obviously, we've been talking about it. And we all, you know, I know I kept saying New Japan is the only thing that makes sense. But you know what? Surprise! And I'm happy he's there even before he won the title. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> because, you know, we were already kind of on the precipice of should we get the all... There we go. Should we get the All Japan sub? You know, obviously we love Kento. We love both the Yumas, Aoyagi and Anzai. You know, we're getting more and more interested and then all of a sudden, our good old pal, Katsuhiko Nakajima, shows his ass up. And after our $6 moving forward. <laughs> yes, yes, and gets my six my six six $6.06 American, whatever it comes into. Yes, um, he shows up after Yuma Aoyagi retains the Triple Crown Championship against Kento Miyahara, the first time he's beaten him in a title match ever in a wonderful match. Nakajima shows up in a suit with a bouquet of roses, 
and comes up to the guardrail just after Kento loses a 30-minute war in what's been a kind of a tough stretch for him of late. He has uh, been losing a lot of matches. Fucking Nagajima comes out and just whacks him in the face with the rest and walks his happy ass on out. Um, talk about Nakajima showing up. Talk about the Kento-Yuma match first, because I know we both watched that and then the subsequent Nakajima-Yuma match. Um, but let's just start from there, and then we'll get to the Nakajima match. But uh, what do you think? The, the physical match itself I thought was really good. Um once again, it kind of makes me feel good that we're going to have the uh, All Japan sub in our pockets so I can dive in at any given point. Well, I was saying before we start, we started recording uh, the 15th is their next live show. So I'm definitely looking forward to uh, cherry picking that Joker to start. But I got the sneaky suspicion. I'm, I'll dive into that. Um, honestly, I wasn't sure what to, to expect. I've seen enough of both guys. But I knew the backstory into it that you had Yuma wanting to usurp uh, Mirahara as the uh, the ace of all Japan, and this is the culmination of that essentially that storyline. And they they got after it. This was one of the better <laughs> matches I saw all weekend, and that that includes WWE and whatever hell else I watched. That uh, Fishman suplex on the. Mm. That was rough. Brutal. Fuck. I'm like, <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah, these boys were going to work. Yes. Cork and Hall. Yeah. And from that point, that's when I thought it, t- it took a next second gear. Nice battle back and forth. Once again, it, it was you saw uh, Mirahara getting ready for the, I guess, the deadlift uh, German suplex, which, which I'd assume is his finisher, because once he got him, you heard the crowd like, oh, uh-huh. you know, like, oh, okay. So, yeah. Yeah, um, couldn't get it the first time. Kicks out, uh, human kicks out on the second one, and that's where it was just one of those matches where I'm like, okay, not knowing who I knew going in that Nakajima showed up, I just didn't know the finish of the title match itself. So, same Nakajima part, I already knew, and I was just kind of sniffing or whatever, I just didn't know how the, the end of the match was. I'm with Azar on this one. Shout out to uh, Alex Azar on this. He said five stars. I agree with him too. This was, a, I thought, another five star match where it I got think off. he meant the Nakajima Yuma one was okay, five. But I went four, seven, five on both. I'll just say it right now. Okay. I thought they were both fucking amazing. I so, gave yeah. the, uh, the Yuma Nakajima title Hell match, yeah. I gave it four and a quarter. I gave okay. Yuma versus Kento five stars. Okay. The, we we'll can have just to clear. Go. We'll have to clear it up with him. He's actually yeah. texting the group right now, so maybe we can get straight to the source. Yeah, I was gonna say. I, I, I did look down. I was like, "Who the fuck is texting me?" I told everybody I was doing the pod. God damn it! Stop this shit. Um, I thought this was this was another match with not knowing the backstory of either guy, or at least the feud into itself. I caught myself, you know, getting more and more invested into it, getting watching guys, you know, taking bigger and bigger shots. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I have no idea who's getting ready to win this match. Either, you know, no dog in, invested in the hunt, but I did want to see how this Joker finished. It's another scenario where I like the fact that All Japan brought uh, Nakajima in because you already have a built-in storyline for him because you, you did the match with him and uh, Miyahara over in Noah. 
him slapping him with the flowers. I was like, okay, well, this is going to happen. It's just, you know, how do we get there? And then obviously with Yuma dropping the title to uh, Nakajima, once he's once I saw that, I was like, some bitch, y'all just gonna jump right into well, fuck it, let's just jump into it. Yep, <laughs> so yep, yep. I thought it, I thought itself it, for me, like I said, not knowing the feud and just watching the physical match itself and watching these two just go at it. And it was not, it was more back and forth versus the Nakajima Yuma match, at least in my mind, where it felt like Nakajima two thirds, Yuma one third. Mm-hmm. That's just me. Yeah. Again, I went four, seven, five, both. I thought they were both great. Um, Yuma, I believe only a second win over Kento. The first was earlier this year in the champion carnival. I think I was also four, seven, five on that. Um, it's hard to get a five ladies and gentlemen, Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> but yeah, like you said, this one definitely was a little more back and forth, especially at the end. I mean, yeah, these we've seen. I've seen these two probably like five or six times together at this point, and like the floor is four and a half. Yeah, not much else to say. It was nice to see Yuma get that decisive win, like you said. You know, and I, I like the story that has been with Kento. You know, I haven't followed it closely enough, but I know he's you know on a bit of a losing streak, like in big matches since he dropped the title. Um, you know, they he and Yuma dropped the tag titles recently. He didn't do great in the champion carnival, like didn't make the final. So, you know, he's kind of been trying to get back there. And then it's like, oh, now his rival, you know, guy he hates from coming up together in the early days, already beat him this year, comes to my turf, wins my championship that I've won five times, hits me in the face with a sack of flowers. Here we go, baby. Yeah, <laughs> you know? as they say that, that, and I know we were trying to uh, figure out where Nakajima was going to land, and when we found out ultimately it was, you know, in between recordings, and you know, he's like, "Oh, Jay, you're right." I was like, "Look, man, that was just a lucky ass guess." The only reason <laughs> I even guessed it, it was just for the simple fact that you had that Miyahara Nakajima match that just. For me, it drug me in, and that's part of the reason why I wanted to be yeah, like. You I know, went five on that one. I went you? five on that too. Awesome. Um, that was part of the reason why I was like, okay, you know, who's this? You know, me a hard guy, and I need to see more of this shit because this this motherfucker's out of control. You you going this, you know, toe to toe with somebody that just literally knocks people out just because he can. You know, this is the match that I want to see more of. So. I didn't necessarily. The only thing, that I, and I, I guess this is really, really nitpicking because I'm not even a. I wouldn't even call myself an All Japan fan. I was a little surprised that Nakajima won on the first try. Outside mm-hmm. of that, um, it just felt like what as the match started, um, you know, Nakajima was already putting you down real quick. He, you mounted him, you know, putting forearms in the, you know, in his face. I'm like, damn. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? You know, okay, it's gonna get like this. I'm like, shit, it ain't even two minutes in. He's beating his ass. What the fuck's going on? Come on now, you you know, don't make me sit. I knew it was a short match. I was like, don't tell me it's just gonna we're gonna watch him just get squashed for like 15 minutes of this shit. No way. But that's just the only it wasn't that. No, but, it wasn't that. And like I said, but Nakajima was definitely in control. To me, more. it felt like he was in control and Yuma was fighting from underneath, which you know, that's what baby faces do. No problem with that, but it just really felt like Nakajima was there to win the title right away. 
And I get it because, like I said, an ultimately sets up a match that, you know, we'd already seen an easy road to get back to. So in that scenario, no problem <clears> with it. But, like, I just – I don't think it was at that level to me versus Yuma and Kento. Kento and Yuma were just – it was different. It felt different. I knew, like I said, the backstory coming into it and just felt like, you know, these two were just trying to fight – to get to supremacy at the top of all Japan, then all of a sudden Nakajima comes in and is like, not so fast, my friends. I'll take this. So now I'm really interested to see where it goes next. Heard that. Uh, Azar did say it was the Nakajima match he went five on. So you differ, um, which is very cool. No, uh, but so I'll, what I'll, I'll say, it. here's my take, even though I rated him the same, I prefer the Nakajima match as well. And I think why is because it was very fresh to me. Whereas Kento and Yuma, I've seen five times, whatever. They're all great. Don't get me wrong. And this is probably one of the better ones. And Yuma getting that stamp win, you know, was big. And while I'm on that, I loved early in the match, Yuma, like, kind of being the asshole heel, like, with the crowd, like, ripping up a kento sign and like wearing the <laughs> kento scarf and shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was a, that was a fun little wrinkle for sure but ultimately the crowd was i think more in the side of you you know wanting yuma to get that big win in that match which was pretty cool whereas on the nakajima match crowd was wanting nakajima to win that or, or excuse me not not nakajima to win that but they were invested in nakajima and it but then when push come to shove yuma was definitely yeah, they, were baby definitely face. they were trying to but get like there was a man. big reaction uh early i misspoke uh getting excited here but like you know the crowd knew who nakajima was that's mm. for sure and like you said he fucking knocked his ass down right from the get-go um and that was you know the signal and yuma you know, he came to play too. He was fucking slapping the shit out of him, kicking as well. You know, he was, yeah, was laying was the not, wood. Yeah, don't get me wrong. It, was, <clears throat> it wasn't, you know, totally one sided. You was just fighting from underneath a good chunk of the match. But when yeah. he did get his, you know, offense in, it, you know, it wasn't like Nakajima was just, you know, walking through it or anything like that. So, you know, don't, don't confuse my, um, Two thirds, one third, you know, analogy by, by any stretch of the imagination. It wasn't that one sided, but it just felt like I always looked up and Nakajima was, you know, show timing him in the corner, you know, kicking him, you know, <laughs> kicking him in the chest, kicking him in the back, you know. So it, and I think the Nakajima fan in me fucking was loving it. So I, yeah. I would be lying if I didn't say, I, you know, yeah. part of me was a smile. You, you was awesome. Yeah. But like Nakajima's my dog. And, you know, the showtime, the corner spot, I kind of looked. It was like, eh, certain things just don't change. You just sign yeah. with somebody different. That's cool, <laughs> man. Do your thing. So it was good to see he got immediately the, I guess, the props. Because that was my one of my first thoughts is if he was going to all Japan, how would he get to the title? You know, this, would he have to jump through hoops, you know, win this tournament, you know, jump somebody from behind, you know, Miyahara getting slapped with the roses obviously does nothing, but just, you know, enhances their feud. It just, I didn't expect him to get the title so quickly. Like I said, I ain't mad. It's just, you know, 
it's a good way to ensure the fact that I'm paying six dollars to bread at some point. <laughs> oh, you don't have you have gotten so many stardom shows. We all good. <laughs> uh, but we'll wrap it up real quick. But I want to say I'm actually I like that he got it straight away because he is probably I mean, he or Kento is the biggest star, star just far none yeah. walking in. It's like I am better, you know, he should come in with that. I'm better than you attitude. I deserve this. You know, my career speaks for itself. And he came in and fucking got the job done. And we already talked about the Kento arc to get to this point. And I, I believe really even wish I want to know what he said to Kento to get him out of commentary. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That Kento is was mind his own business, just, you know, but probably you know. several episodes ago before Nakajima even announced he was leaving Noah, we talked about the prospect of this match happening on all Japan turf and Kento likely getting that win to even the series. I'll ask you, and then we'll move on who wins. I believe it's announced for the 31st. I'm not absolutely sure on that, but it is happening. Kento Miyahara. Katsuhiko Nakajima, Triple Crown Championship. Who do you got? Putting you on the spot. Yeah, I was say it never fails. I'd, I'm sorry. I would be really, really surprised if this was Miyahara getting the title back so quickly. It just doesn't feel like – if you're going to go down this road of Kento losing big matches, this is as big as matches it gets. It's for the title. It's his arch nemesis coming over. And like you said, basically putting – his feet on the the couch, the glove seat, you know, the recliner, the whole nine yards, you know, fuck your couch type shit. So, yeah, I think this would be a, a, a really good way to enhance the storyline of Kento's, I guess, decline in big matches and then obviously putting uh, Nakajima over at the same time. So, yeah, I would be really surprised to see Nakajima lose this bad boy. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, I think Kento needs to be knocked down another peg and then he'll have a long come up. You know, I think he's won the belt five or six times at this point. So, like, he needs – because he's had limited competition, let's just say. You know, not a lot of big dogs over there, but now it's building back up. So, yeah, I think it'll be a little while. I think Nakajima's going to hold this bad boy for quite a while. So, I'm with Music to my ears, motherfucker. Shit. That's what I'm talking about. taking my $6. <laughs> as long as he knocks somebody out in between, that, that's all I ever ask for. You know, I got to re- remind that how, how great he is as a legitimate mixed martial artist. Um, Let's any- talk about Will Ospreay. Well, come on. Come on now. I guess we did hold off. Come on now. It's okay. an hour and 41 minutes. Okay. So, see, we did good. That, that's yeah, it. I'm did, proud of it. great. But there was somebody else that was across from Lou Ospreay at this point. And it's somebody that's that, taking a little criticism great point. from uh, both of us in various different points. So, I wanted to at least... As long as we're giving the usual flowers to Will Ospreay. Absolutely. Obviously, the, agree more. The, the other guy and his music being played is one Shota Umino and was always asked, wondered, could he step up to the big stage? Would he be able to rise up and meet the bright lights of New Japan? And this was probably his biggest test to date. And I thought he passed this choker with flying fucking colors. Uh, so we're going to talk power struggle first. More so power struggle than uh, fighting spirit unlimited uh, and Lone Star. We're going to you know cherry pick some matches off of that because one leads to the other. And then 
ultimately at the end, we're going to talk about Wrestle Kingdom because apparently Mr. Jager has some thoughts. You know, excuse yourself. Why are you making that noise? Yeah, my, uh, my bad. <laughs> so let's talk about Show the Umino Will Ospreay. This was for obviously the US slash UK title, um, the main event of Power Struggle. Um, I'll go first. I thought this was absolutely another amazing ride of a roller coaster match. I wasn't too concerned about. Shoto Umino stepping up to the plate, even though we had seen him with Naito, and that was definitely a clunker of the match. But we had seen him with Will Ospreay before, and we knew what we would kind of get into walking into the door. What I thought we were getting into and what actually happened were two totally different things <laughs> because this was a scenario where obviously this is long since, you know, since past, we're not spoiling anything. The longest match probably has showed, or not even probably, the longest match has showed his career, the longest match against Will Ospreay. It's all rolling into one where his father is the, the referee at this point. A couple of times where, you know, you had Shota getting pinned down and Will Ospreay's mounting him and he's getting the, the forearms to the face. And I'm kind of looking over at the rest shoes mm-hmm. and like, well, you, you ain't going to do nothing? All right, all right, boy, that's cool. To me, the the turning point of the whole match is when Shota sees his own blood, and I don't know if it's he went into a murder of Bushi mode <laughs> or something along those lines. But from that point on, for like five or six minutes on, Will Ospreay couldn't get shit in. Nothing he could do would slow down Shota Umino, and that momentum just really started to build for Shota even though Will Ospreay sets up the table on the outside, it's actually Shoba Umino putting Will Ospreay through the table. Moxley coming out was a huge surprise. That was great. Um, even though you knew he was in the building, and obviously he had wrestled Great Ocon earlier in the match. I have that thoughts on that match. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely have thoughts on that. Yeah. Um, uh, him coming out was very similar to what we had talked about earlier when you had – someone that is associated with the guy in the ring and all of a sudden they come out and root them on to victory. When I saw Moxley come out, that's the only time in my head that I was thinking to myself, Shoto Umino might actually win this motherfucker because obviously we've talked at great length about Will Ospreay's departure and where he might go. So at some point you would think he would drop the title. This is where I was like, okay, Osprey's out there, you know, Moxley's here. He's going to pump Shota up. He's going to steal this title somehow, so way. Obviously not the case. Obviously, this is another in the long list of five-star matches for Will Ospreay <laughs> when it comes to your boy. I'm not sure if I could tell one from the other apart at this point. It all had, it's just the, the guy that's across the ring. And, and uh, obviously, I jested this because all the, the matches that are five stars are telling different stories. This, to me, really wasn't even about Will Ospreay. This was more no. about Shota Umino and the, I guess, the breakout moment. We always kind of look out for, you know, where's it, when it was his breakout moment. When did we decide that Shota Umino could, you know, stand the bright lights and, you know, maybe be the top star in New Japan? I think we saw it right here. This, yeah. to me, was a litmus test where a Yoda Suji, same way in Dominion, he just came off the side of a milk carton and all of a sudden he's doing crazy shit. And, you know, I'm like, you know, when is he going to be champion? No, I can't wait three or four years. You know, we want him to be champion right now. 
Shoto Umino did, just did this in the same way. He just did it in the mid card for a mid card championship on the a, a main event at Power Struggle. And Power Struggle to me is like you know the fifth you know big uh, show that they have every year. So in this scenario, the lights were bright. You have the be- the best wrestler in the world across from you. He couldn't have done anything more to get himself over in a loss than he did in this. I don't even have the time in front of me. Whatever, like 40, match, 40, 40 minutes, minutes, 16 seconds, I think. In that 40 minutes, to me, if he didn't prove to you, not you as Brett Jager, but you as whoever was watching this match, the shoulder umino doubters of the world, if he didn't prove to you that he can stick with anybody that you could put in front of him, and I'll put Okada in this little mix as well because Okada will be there long after Naito gets the title and drops it to whomever it is. He can last with Okada. He can run, run with Sh- or run with Suji. Uh, the sky's the limit with Shota Umino, and I think ultimately this was his showcase. I think you put it all beautifully, my friend. Yeah, this you're right. Like, And I'm glad you led with the music because, yes, I was more talking in terms of Osprey with the theme of this show, you know, and especially how last episode went. But this was absolutely about Shota Umino. And, yes, he definitely made the leap, as they say. And he is a main event caliber superstar. And, yeah, it was just incredible. I wish I remembered things more um, because, you know, I didn't take notes. And uh, I'm going to watch it again. But, yeah, the Moxley moment, like you said, I think, you know, I came in thinking maybe there's a 33% chance Shota Umino might win this match. When Moxley came out, I'm like, there's a 50% chance he might win this match. <laughs> and, me. and I, there was a 100% chance I wanted him to win that match. Mm-hmm. Like, not even Mox did, just as the match just progressed. And, you know, even coming in, it's like, I wanted to see Shota, just the underdog, but like just his performance in you see the growth and it's just yeah you're i love the suji comparison because it's different but the same it's like suji was just put in that spot and he hit a fucking grand slam not saying he didn't have to work for it but he was given that spot shota had to grind and you know had the kind of weak main event match with naito but has just continued to get better and better. And I think this now trilogy of matches with Osprey, and I think the one was Royal Quest last year, so not Mm -hmm. all in 2023, but like you can see that in each of these three matches. And they played out as such. Yeah, Will Osprey's Will Osprey in all three. In the first one, you see Red Shoes ending it early, calling for it. Um, And then in the second one, Shota takes him not quite to the limit, but he's on the brink and show, you know, you can see the growth in that match. And then this match, you know, just ever so close. And like you said, whatever super Shota mode, I know whatever we're going to call that. I don't know. Yeah, we got to work with that. (laughs) Uh, Give us a couple weeks. (laughs) Talk to us on 17. Yeah, that was just stuff we've never seen before. And, you know. Just so many big moments, the passion, the fire. We know he's they got both that. bow to each other post match. I'm like, okay, oh yeah, that was great. This, this the, is perfect. The holding of the hands and whatnot. Yeah, Moxley comes in. You know, him and Will start wolfing, and then oh boy, this motherfucker here. 
motherfucker. <laughs> no, I, I'm really not that bad. I was I was mad in the moment, but upon retrospect, it's it is what it is because I I think I see where this is going. But let's talk about it. The, the post match angle. David Finley obviously jumps all involved and destroys both the UK and the US title. So now for Wrestle Kingdom, we're gonna have a three-way match for a title that has yet to be created or has it question mark mm-hmm. we'll soon find out uh david finley versus will osprey versus john moxley so john moxley will be in japan to start the new year 2024 so for that scenario i was okay with that like i said for me the knee-jerk reaction for david finley coming out is what the fuck are you doing you killing <laughs> me right now you know but ultimately, I get we talked about it before in, in the episodes uh, leading up to this after he had dropped the never title. Where, where was David Finley going? I thought he was going on the way up. Now, I'm not sure what this title is exactly. You know, obviously, if you know me, fingers crossed, it's the uh, Intercontinental Championship coming back, same lineage, but that is married to the Naido title, so that might not be the scenario. I guess here's my question. Are we getting a new title or are we bringing back the old title? I think we're getting a new title, but I obviously wish we were bringing back the old title. Um, You know how I've felt on or feel on the number of championships, not just in New Japan, but across wrestling, but especially in New Japan. I just have no desire for a new championship with a new lineage, like just as the US slash UK, whatever, was like kind of becoming prestigious for the first time. It's like, okay, now we start over yet again. So I really, I would be awesome if it was the Intercontinental title, but I do not think that it will be. I don't think so either. I think this is something they're going to kind of create for whatever reason. Um, Maybe it's because Will's leaving. I don't know. Um, And I'll be honest, I'm not too thrilled about the match. I'm not too thrilled. uh, Yeah, I don't know. I just think... um, you could do something bigger and better for Osprey's final Wrestle Kingdom than what we're putting David Finley over again. That was going to be my guess. Um, the lead up to it, I can't. He already got the Jay White rub. Does he really right. need the Will? Like, does he deserve the Will Osprey rub? Nothing like against him, but I, I, I don't think that it's Will Osprey that eats the pin. I think, well, you know, sure. God forbid. Then, you know, I'm saying this out loud, but I mean, I think Moxley's the one that would ultimately eat the pin. I mean, both of them are Moxley and and Will Ospreay are both Teflon at this point. Okay, let's just get yeah. that off the table. So at that point, realistically, and you know if, if Finley wins, play, there's going to be some fuckery involved. Oh, without question. Yeah. You know, Gato's at ringside is just you know the first layer of the fuckery. You know, this is Wrestle Kingdom. You know. Bullet Club War Dogs are going to be in attendance in some oh, form or fashion. Oh. So in, in that scenario, I expect all kinds of fuckery. That being said, which I guess is the is the a, a bigger, better, bigger rub. You know, if he pins Will Ospreay, is that better than him pinning John Moxley or vice versa? I don't think either one of them getting pinned would be the end of their you know run that they have going on with you know whatever company they go back to obviously aw for moxley and i would assume will osprey would join them at some later point but uh let's say will osprey goes back to aw doesn't hurt him 
you know, Mox will be just fine. I, I think this is just a long way to, around to getting David Finley up the card again. Maybe not going against Naito right away, like I initially had thought, but I kind of agree with you. I'm not a huge fan of, you know, creating a new championship. You know, if that was the case, then, you know, just bring back the Intercontinental, destroy the U.S., and let's just all move along. I don't know. Um, I'm not as down as uh, as you are on David Finley being in this match. I see why they're doing it. I just – the execution of it is a little wonky, I guess. Yeah, and I'm not, like, super down on it either, and I'm not super down on David Finley either. I just think – Again, like you could do something bigger and better with Osprey, you know, this being his last Wrestle Kingdom, probably. I mean, maybe not forever, but but as a full timer, I guess this won't be his send off match because I'm pretty sure here, like his contract expires in February. Sounds right. But if this is a send off match, I would like it even less. So I hope that's not the case. Um, I don't know. It's it's intriguing enough that I'm not like, you know, I'm still looking forward to it and I still think it'll probably be a really good match. I mean, look Agreed. who's involved and right. we know David it's Finley. Hard not to be. David it's Finley hard. can at least pull his weight and yeah. um I don't know, I just think since he had kind of reached his highs, he's just kind of kind of plateaued. I mean, you know how I felt with that kind of the whole he and Tama, everything that was going on with all that stuff just kind of felt played out to me so i'm glad this is a new direction for him i'm intrigued enough for sure but just you know kind of wish something a little better with ospreys so yeah i was gonna say the lone star match with uh moxley and Yuta versus uh kenta and nothing special yeah, and that, at that, all. that's where i if you if you weren't a fan of if you're not a fan of this triple threat and you saw that match. That did see, nothing to get me excited. Exactly. So I could see why people wouldn't be excited for that prospect if that's the case. But for me, I'm willing to let this shit play out. Let's jump over to Great Ocon All Hail, because it's the first time I said since the PSP started, because it's the first time I feel like I needed to say it, for Christ's sake. Him and John Moxley obviously matched up against each other. Um, it started immediately outside the ring into a quick... I shouldn't say it quick, but it was a 20 count. Uh, so it ended as a double count out. Match and, officially went one minute and seven seconds. So, of course, <laughs> well, I shouldn't say, of course, I'm watching this uh, in my hotel room in Kansas City before the wedding. And I'm like, and just, you know, this the basically the, the, the card had been OK up until this point. So I was like, all right, you know, we need something to happen. You know, this is two hours in, you know, this is kind of just. Yeah, moving along just at a a three and a half, three to seven, five kind of clip. So they come out. Obviously, the double count out happens. I'm like, get get the fuck out of here. There's no way, no fucking way you're going to fly John Moxley all the way over to Japan and have this this shit. Yeah. So what y'all motherfuckers going to do? So, of course, Moxley picks up the stick, you know, basically says my my spiel and we're going to make this a no DQ match. Okay, so now we're talking. Balls right. count anywhere, right? Balls count anywhere, no DQ match. So I'm like, okay, perfect. Now we're talking. So, of course, this match is all over the place. You know, wrestling. They're doing, like, Greco-Roman wrestling. Into, yeah, you know, in the they're exchanging strikes one second, and then they, like, both 
Base it seemed like mutually decide. Just, let's walk to this corner and <laughs> lay on the ground and yeah, no, come dude, on down here, man. Like, be, it was the, one of the weirdest, wildest, greatest. It was like mutual respect. All like they were both letting each other have it until the scissors came out at one point. Oh now, yeah, John Moxley has scissors in his hand. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. We can't. Gr- no, we can't impale anybody <laughs> on this pay per view. Okay, as much as I hate. You know, I shouldn't say hate, you know, just criticize, better choice of words, great O'Con and the booking and all this other stuff. I'm not willing to see him getting pale. But when he cut that hair, <laughs> I lost my shit. I'm like, oh, <laughs> hell no. no. <laughs> this is coming from a guy that ain't got no hair. So I'm like, man, I know you, you can see you, great O'Con, you know, reaching the back of the shit. It's like, oh, no. And then just like the light just clicked. Yep. Yeah, like motherfucker. And it just... That's when it really picked, kicked into another gear. They just went to another row of fans fighting in chairs. The whole chairs nine going yards. everywhere. I mean, it was. This is one of the better Great O'Con single matches I've seen Period. in quite some time, and this was in a loss. Okay, I wish that I knew that he wasn't going to win, but it, once he cut Great O'Con's hair. I was like, okay, that's it. I'm I'm rude for Great O'Connor at this point. I'm sorry. I know he's not going to win, but God damn it, you need to you know do something, mount him up, whatever the case may be. I believe this was by submission, if I'm not mistaken. John Moxley wins. Referee's decision. Decision, yeah, because he he didn't tap out. He passed yeah. out. I gave it four and a quarter ultimately. Yeah, I was four and a half. I agree. Like it's exactly what this show needed. It needed some invigoration of life and similar. It was set up perfectly. I was pissed off. It's like what the fuck. And then, of course, just so perfect, even before the haircutting. Just they, it felt like they were going like station to station. <laughs> all right, let's try but, this out. And they were, were they even in the ring at all? I mean, maybe a little bit, a little bit, but it you was, don't remember those parts. No, of it, I was gonna sure. say the, the parts I remember were definitely outside of the ring. And to me, that's the falls count anywhere part, I think, was the, the, the more important part of the step. If you're going to no, go no, no DQ and have John Moxley out there, you then might it's kind of the same him. thing. At, not, but not that that's bad, but, yeah, the falls count anywhere was a definitely an added element for sure. Give me my money's worth at that point. So, you know, for me, it was totally worth the ride, and it was <laughs> it was well needed at that point. Um, let's, let's jump. Rip through the, just let's rip through those next three matches there. Let's jump one down to the six-man title match. You had TMDK. In this case, it's uh, Zack Sabre Jr., Mikey Nichols, and Shane Haste versus Okada, Tanahashi, and Ishii, the current never six-man champions. Obviously, they retain. I thought this is what it was uh, as a big TMDK, TMDK fan, the tag team portion of it. This felt like another opportunity to. They still can't the, win those titles. For shit. And can't do it with Zack Sabre Jr. next to him. So I'm just like, man, damn, you know, did they say something? I mean, you, can we talk about this shit? I, I thought this match was what it was. It wasn't going to be at the level of uh, Great O'Con and Moxley. And it probably couldn't have been because I thought that was a wild ride to begin with. So at this point, it was, you know, this match was on the card. Let's, you know, move on with it. But obviously, the post-match angle is why we are here to talk about this. One, Brian Danielson returns on the big screen and has an eye covered to sell the orbital break. I think it's a word. That's just me. Um, to sell the, yeah, the, the orbital break that Okada delivered to him on the Rainmaker between that and I can't think of whatever else he took beforehand. 
Um, he's selling this eye injury, blaming Okada for this first and foremost. He says he's going to break Okada's arm so he can never do the Rainmaker anymore. He challenges Okada for a match at Wrestle Kingdom. So now we have a little silver lying in the fact that TMDK loses another title match. You get Okada versus Danielson part deux at WrestleMania. Talk about either or at your venture. Did I say WrestleMania? (laughs) You high as a motherfucker. Actually, I haven't hit it in a while, so the fact that I said <laughs> WrestleMania makes me feel like I got to hit this motherfucker. I Go haven't ahead. at all because I'm running low, but I might have eaten something beforehand. But anywho, um, I thought the match was pretty fun. I think I went four and a quarter, uh, but I wasn't really expecting TMDK to win because I guess I'm used to it at this point. And I just think those two guys teaming with Zach was cool in a big match, not just like a meaningless undercard match was, you know, something we hadn't really seen before. And I, again... Not as good as the match with uh, Motor City Machine Guns and Alexander, but pretty similar to, you know, it got pretty close for me. I think I was four and a quarter on both. Uh, Just fun, you know, like fun combinations. Um, You know, Haste is always a good time. Nichols, you know, has definitely improved this year, as we've said. So just a good time. And yeah, obviously, uh, post-match, I think it's probably a work too at this point. And, you know, the first match was definitely good, but I think didn't reach the heights that we all kind of hoped it would. Um, so I'm definitely excited for that again. Um, so yeah, that's that. <laughs> Orange Cassidy's Superman punch was the other uh, mm. move that uh, supposedly did the damage to Brian Danielson's yeah. eye. I wouldn't be surprised to see Danielson and uh orange casty in the what is it continental classic oh, i'm, I'm, call, yeah, I'm yeah. calling it the awg1 i saw it trending yeah. on twitter i'm going with that that sounds basically what that is everybody needs to i haven't out. even really i've barely even seen anything about it i heard it was happening but yeah yeah uh, yeah ain't, ain't missing that much sorry man sorry um moving on next up you have uh the best uh, the super junior tag league final on one side, you have Catch-22. They won their block with a win over Kushida and Kevin Knight. That win clinched their side of the block. And on the other side, unfortunately, you had House of Torture represented no. by Sho and Kanemaru. They won the block with a win over crowd favorite, fan favorite. How the hell they lost? Well, I guess post-match, you figured out why they lost, but beforehand um Despy and uh master wado losing to house of torture setting up the other side of the, the ledger for this best i'm sorry super junior tag week final come to find out desperado had been working hurt and we will discuss that here in a little bit because that plays into the hiromu ishimori post-match angle jumping back to best of super <clears throat> junior or super tag league final um this was what it was. Obviously, the winner gets Clark Connors and Dan Maloney at Wrestle Kingdom. Um, I gave this three and a half or three seven five stars. Catch twenty two wins. Um, this it's just House of Torture. It, if you've seen one House of Torture, you've seen them all. To me, it just for Catch twenty two for Akira and TJPW or TJPW TJP. <laughs> that 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 actually was now that was me getting high. So now you. <laughs> Um, for TJP and uh, Akira, this ends their story of 
basically starting the Super Junior Tag League slow, coming back to winning the whole shebang and now getting a crack at Bullet Club War Dogs again. War Dogs obviously attack them post-match. I do like uh, Clark Connors and Dan Maloney together. Oh, they're I, great. I, That's I Drilla Maloney said, to you. Yeah, right. I should put some respect on the man's name. Yes, you I know should. I said I liked uh, Drilla Maloney and uh, United Empire together. Big mistake. Yeah. I, I take all those it's words a perfect back. Fit. This is much better. The attitude, just the the swagger that they have, the way that they 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 be in Maloney and Connors work together in the ring, their combos, they're, you know, they just look like they're a tag team. They act like a tag team. They feel like a tag team. This is one of the matches, and I know you got some shit to say on Wrestle Kingdom coming up here in a little bit. This is one of the matches I'm looking forward to, honestly, because the story itself has kind of been one that I've been on the line, on the ride for. I like both teams. So now at this point, I'm invested to see where it goes next. Yeah, I agree. And the right team won here. That's right all we got to say. Three and a half, you know, had some fun moments. Let's move on. Um, there were some good matches in the tournament. I cherry picked the hell out of it. But yeah, I can't really. Watto and Despy were definitely a ton of fun. Um, TJP and Akira, obviously. Kevin Knight, Kushida. Drilla, I thought, Clark, I any he, combination of those. You know, yeah, those I was going to say, uh, just <laughs> I did put an asterisk on because we really didn't talk about it. And obviously, we're not going to talk about a Super Junior Tag League in depth. But I did put an asterisk against the uh, the 1025 show where you had uh, Fujita and Robbie Nichols versus uh, Taguchi and DKC. I thought, quiet as it's kept, if you didn't see it, I thought that was a really good match. Um, TJP and Akira versus Yo and Mushashi. Um, another good match to me. Th- this whole tournament was about Kevin Knight breaking out, talking about breakout moments, breakout yeah. stars. He and Kushida felt like they were breaking out as a team, but more so Kevin Knight as an individual persona. He so, speaking of that, because uh, I couldn't remember offhand like the matches I like rated, whatever. So I looked it up. I'm like, I thought I had one match at four and a half, and I did. And it was Despy and Wado against Kevin Knight and Kushida from yeah. 10 30. Okay. That was going to say, um, in this scenario, I have them uh, versus Clark Connors and uh, Drew and Maloney. That was four, four and a half for me. It's the highest ranked. Um, yeah, I had a slew of four and four quarters of four and four and a quarter. Yeah, Bushi Titan yeah. versus Wado and Despi with the main event on that ten twenty five show. I gave it four and a quarter. So I mean, for me, that was the one. There's a lot of very fun, entertaining matches for sure. And ultimately, like I said, it ends up where. Catch twenty two wins the whole shebang. It's Which I think we called a couple episodes ago too. Well, it, it just kind of it's a storyline that kind of makes the most yeah. sense. But for me, uh, this wasn't G one and it never will be. But it's good to see, like to me, like I said, Kevin Knight is the one guy that really is the, the guy that stood out for me most in uh, this Super Junior Tag League. It was good to see him. You know, mature, and this is why I was saying earlier. You know, Shiozaki was catching that work, and now he's a five-time, you know, GAC champion. I'm not sitting up here going to say that Kevin Knight's going to be a five-time IWGP champion, but you see him getting better before our eyes. So, you know, 
I'm looking forward to a, a big year for him in 2024. Let's talk about the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. You had the returning Taiji Ishimori versus Hiromu Takahashi. Obviously, we've talked about Hiromu a lot earlier. Now we're going to talk about him in a much more, I guess, serious way. I won't say significant. That was the word <laughs> I was going to say, but serious is the word I'm going to use in this scenario. He and uh, the Ishimori hook up back up again. Um, Ishimori got hurt in their match in uh, Best of Super Juniors, and now he has come back to try to take the title away from one Hiromu Takahashi. Obviously, that did not happen. Hiromu retains. I thought this was not one of their best matches, but I thought it was still pretty good. It was a solid mm-hmm. match. It it was a nice little build up to the ultimate ultimate main event. Uh, I gave it four and a quarter. Like I said, not good, not great. Uh, it was good to see Ishimori back. Now it's just you know what's Next for Ishimori, we'll talk about the post-match angle here coming up because obviously we gave that away. Desperado, uh, each and uh, hero move at Russell Kingdom for the IWGP Junior Championship, <clears throat> provided that Desperado gets healthy after the surgery. That was part of the reason why I think he and Master Wado didn't win Best of Super Junior is because a he has to get surgery and b when he does they want him in a bigger spot going against Hiromu. Yeah, I agree. Four and a quarter. Good, not great, but that's probably the floor for those two. And Ishimori just getting back. So, you know, you weren't going to expect a five-star banger, but it was a very solid, fun match. And um, never going to be upset about a Despi Hiromu, but I'm still a little bummed it's not Mike Bailey, like we talked about, you know, kind of coming into this. And Despi Hiromu is just cold right now. Not that it needs much heat because it's a storied rivalry, but kind of going with the theme of this Wrestle Kingdom as we'll get into momentarily is not a lot of freshness or much that's really moving the needle or getting me too excited here. Just to lay it out there. Mm, okay. All right. All right. Let's jump, uh, jump backwards real quick. We're going to cherry pick. Uh, Fighting Strong Unlimited, which will lead us into New Japan Lone Star. Um, just a couple of matches I wanted to talk about. Julia versus Hyan. Uh, obviously, one of the big matches that really stood out for me or what match I wanted was interested in, better choice of words. Uh, Julia retains, obviously. I hadn't seen enough, a lot of Hyan, so I wasn't sure exactly what I was getting into. I thought she was good, but obviously probably not the one that's going to take the title off Julia. It left me wanting to see a little more of high end, not like it was Stephanie back here when uh, I can't remember when I saw her the first time earlier this year where it was like, holy shit, who the fuck is this? It wasn't high end didn't leave me with that impression. It left me with a good impression. But it wasn't like I need to seek out the next match wherever the fuck she is. We got to yeah. seek this thing out. That to me, you know, <clears throat> I guess it was the crux of, of a good but not great match. Gave it three and a half stars. Um, Same. Was it? I'm looking at. Why am I? I thought Kingston Hanare was very good. I went four on that. I thought I that three was and a, three seven five. I thought that was better than their G1 match that I thought was disappointing. Um, and I thought they really both brought it here and just more about, you know, when Hanare has the right opponents, he can uh, shine pretty well. And I uh, just want to give a little credit to Gabe Kidd and Tom Lawler, you know, 12 and a half minutes. But I really enjoyed that. Uh, don't really see much Tom Lawler these days. And True we story. know Gabe Kidd's great. So uh, I'm semi-main surprised, event, I'm surprised semi- Gabe Kidd went over. 
Yeah, yeah. I thought the semi-main, that tag with Sonata and Yuya, yeah, boring, 20-minute draw. And then Shingo Tom, I thought, was very solid. I think I went four and a quarter. I did the same. Yeah. Trent comes out, throws down the gauntlet to challenge. Uh, let's jump back a few matches. Um, Stephanie Vankir wins in their tag team match. She challenges Mayu Iatani for the IWGP Women's Championship. I know we had just banged on that drum for a hot minute. When is it going to happen? When is she going to, you know, actually defend this title? She actually defended this title against yeah. Stephanie back here. And it was pretty good. At the Lone Star. We're going to, you know, cherry pick that here next. Um, Mayu retains the title against Stephanie back here. This is once again, seeing her against the icon of stardom just made me like, okay, this, this woman is legit. You know, Stephanie back here is, you know, dragging in three tiles, you know, going after a fourth. I'm like, okay, see, we got to figure out, you know, a way to see her on a much more regular basis, neither here nor there. There was nothing that Stephanie did that made me think that, uh, made me think less of her. I knew she wasn't going to win. To me, this was just more so of finally, making, you know, a, a defense of, of the title for Mayu Itani, even though I think this is her second defense, neither here nor there. I thought this was a really good match. I gave it four stars. Yeah, it was three, seven, five. Um, probably only the second time I've seen Vakir. And, yeah, she, she's definitely impressive for sure. Mayu looked great as always. Yeah, solid stuff here. Let's jump to the – I want to jump to the main event because there's the uh, – the Mike Bailey ZSJ match. I want to talk about that last. Uh, Trent Beretta versus Shingo. I'm really surprised how the, the length of time this match yeah. was. It was 25 too, minutes, a little too, too long. Yeah. But neither here nor there. Uh, very solid. No, it was good. Uh, Trent getting a little heelish on us. I thought that was a nice little. Trent's uh, very underrated, I feel. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I kind of thought he would get a little run here with um, what's his face uh, being injured or whatever. Um, that might be the case. It might not be. It was good to see him and Shingo go at it. I just thought 25 minutes was just a little too long. Shingo retains. And then, obviously, you had Tomatonga come out to drop the gauntlet. I'm not sure where this is going, per se. I'm not sure where this is going. Uh, if Tomatonga is having another baby and he dropped the title because of this, I'm not sure then why they're going to have him challenge for the title again. That makes little to no sense. Um, I, I don't know. I, I liked this Brent, this Trent Beretta Shingo match. I have no interest in another Shingo Tomatonga match. That's We've already I'm, done it. And, and it's now, official for Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. And that's where I'm just kind of like, if there, if that's a beef of yours, I'm willing to concede that one. You that's got that motherfucker. Yeah, you've got that motherfucker. No problem with that. I, I'll be the first to admit that I'm not exactly thrilled about another Shingo Tama uh, match. It wasn't. It's not like the first two were, you know, Omega Offsprays. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't. No, they were solid, but nothing not amazing. Like that. No, so definitely disappointed in that. So let's talk about something that's going to cheer us up a little bit was the World TV Championship match versus, or versus Mike Bailey versus Zack Sabre Jr. 15 minutes just feels like it just doesn't do this motherfucker enough justice. I would really wish this was a 30-minute match, but they packed it in in 15. <laughs> Boy, Poor Mike Bailey. They. 
he got his fucking what was his pinky broken at the end, <laughs> and that's why you know ripped it, off. Yeah, they, they, you know he had to tap out, and he, you know Zach like ten the pinky seconds broken. left. Yeah, it was like the fifteen or third or fourteen fifty four bell to bell. Um, this was one of those matches where people like you know they make fun of me for watching wrestling. Like you watch wrestling, you watch man, you know you know that's fake, right? Mm-hmm. I just want to be you know. Take a screenshot of that bitch and be like, "Does this look fake, motherfucker?" Because that's what Zack Saber Jr. does. The guys that try to take the uh, New Japan World TV channel away from. I thought this was the match of the night. I gave it four Absolutely. and a half stars. Me this too. Was, it just made me leaving, wanted me leaving more for Mike Bailey. I know he's an impact contracted star. He, we're not getting him over to New Japan. I get that. But I'd be damned if I don't want to see another Hiromu Mike Bailey match. I want to see another ZSJ Mike Bailey match. There's so many matches that could be made for him that are out there on the New Japan roster. Like I said, knock on wood, Hiromu, and I'll take the winner of Hiromu, Desperado, and Mike Bailey. I don't, it doesn't really doesn't have to really be Hiromu. For storyline purposes, for what has happened up until this point, yes, I would be more than intrigued to be uh, about a horrible Mike Bailey match. But if Desperado won and Mike Bailey popped on the screen, I'd pop yeah. like a little bitch. <laughs> yeah, four and a half for me as well. And you're right. They packed it in. This was intense, heated, fast, you know, incredible transitions, counters, submissions, strikes, everything. Fourteen um, minutes. Yeah, it was outstanding, and yeah, definitely want to see this again. And probably my favorite Zach TV title match, I would have to say. Oh yeah, yeah. I was going to say, uh, Bolton Oleg was one that kind of stood out just because he's a young line, and he went a little longer than I had anticipated. But not saying it was, you know, in the, even in the top five, it's just one of the ones he's had recently that stood out. This is the one that really was, makes me feel like. Zach's getting ready to cough this choker up here in a little bit. It's just a matter of when and where. From that point, um, TJP Mystico really was, was nice. Um, Eddie Kingston, Kojima was all right. Yeah. Um, Let's talk Tom Wrestle Waller. Kingdom. Stardom. Yeah, go get ahead. Out of here. Okay. So get mad about Wrestle Kingdom. I'll get mad about Stardom and then we can go. Well, I got to pull it up here. Um, you want me to overall, start you want me to start I, shitting on Stardom? I can, I can do that. <laughs> Let's just stick with this uh, while we got it here. Uh, just overall, as I was starting to say, as I'm pulling it up, like just nothing Not on no this... interest in the card. It's, it's I wouldn't say seen. no, no interest, but things just, you've seen before, better choice. That's a lot of it, and just not a lot that's really grabbing me. That's like you know, we talked last time about the Sonata Naito main event just not really fitting the bill of what a Wrestle Kingdom main event typically is. Still think it'll be a fine match for yeah, sure. No doubt. But just running down the card, Shingo Tama, we just talked about it. Not much interest there. Hiromu Despri, absolutely interest, but not fresh. We've seen that match many, many times. Agreed. Bishamon versus Winners of World Tag League, I'm sure will be a fine match. Absolutely. War Dogs Catch 22, definitely excited for that. Uh, here's one that was really perplexing to me ZSJ versus Tanahashi. What the fuck? Why? Um, if I'm not mistaken, that was that was the spillover from the uh, this never six man. It just doesn't make like I looked it I, up. I, you, you know how many times that match has happened in the last six years? 
Um, eight. Eleven. Damn. And wow. The, okay. Okay. Just fair. Why? You know, I'm to sure get, it'll to, be to fine. get ZSJ to get, to get ZSJ just, to twenty the, the title defenses. I'm not I'm do not, it against any many other people. And I I'm not love uh, Tanahashi, but yes, you he's know. the ace, but I'm not sitting here not and condoning me it. Excited. That's that's the only excuse. Osprey, I have Moxley, for. Finley, we talked about Daniel Sinokata. Yeah, I think that'll probably be the match of the night, I would assume and hope. And then Sonata Naito, we've talked about. So just I'm sure it's going to be a really good show. It's just not really tickling my fancy too much, and it just feels like it's not going to be as great as it should be. I guess you know. I'm like, no, where's no, where's Suji? Where's Shota? You know, I'm sure they'll be there, but not in prominent positions, or else it'd already be on the card. I know, and I never really thought of it until you read it off like that. And now that you read it off, I can see totally why you feel underwhelmed and yeah, i think you have, you have reason fresh. to fresh no you have reason to to feel underwhelmed it's nothing that okada danielson jumps out because we we haven't seen a lot of it i mean we've only seen him once obviously so at that point you you want to see where this goes next war dogs um catch 22 it, we've seen enough of it, but not enough where it feels like it's been overplayed like Sonata and Naido has. So in that scenario, I could totally see ZSJ Tanahashi. I could totally see why you see that. Um, so, just yeah. And that one just kind of bummed me out after already seeing like Tama and Shingo and being like, oh, really? Yeah. And then ZSJ, I'm like, really? What? So, yeah, just a little bummed is all. No, I, I think you have every reason to be bummed. But I'm going to be – God, I can't believe I'm going to say this word out loud. Optimistic and hope that this shit actually works to its advantage. All right, shit on stardom. I can't wait. I waited this long. <laughs> it's, well, I mean, I, I, it's almost like I need breaking news or like a conspiracy, uh, you know, <laughs> over theme for this. I don't even want to put music on it. They, they pissed me off so much. Okay, so obviously we've had the guys of stardom tournament going on. And, and I've not watched uh, one match. It's not. It's the, <laughs> the bad part about the guys of stardom. You see it all the time. It's the undercard matches, yada, yada, yada. Um, so. As I'm watching this, I'm seeing that on Stardom's Twitter page that the finals coming up. It's on the 12th, and in my head, I'm like, "Oh shit! I'm three, you know, shows down. I need to start, you know, knocking these shows out." So I knock out the 11, you know, 11-3 show, 11-4 show, 11-5 show. Boom, boom, boom. So I'm like, "Okay, you know, the next show is the final. I'm good. You know, I ain't gotta watch Stardom for a little bit." Then to come to find out, they have two shows that are not even on Stardom World yet. So you don't put two Stardom shows on Stardom World, and then you jump right to the final. Okay, fair enough. I'm, you know, it is what it is. I'm not. I wasn't pissed off about it until <laughs> I really started to look at the numbers. So fast forward to the final night. On one side of the block, I believe it's the red block side. You had uh, Odeo Tai being. Momo and Natsuko as a team leading with eight points. Prominence second with seven points. Suzu Suzuki and May Sierra with seven points. Basically, that's the three teams in the mix. Mm -hmm. So Prominence wins. That gets in the seven points. They, were, they came in at six. 
they they tie with a DDM. So there was a 15-minute draw. Both teams get a point. They both move to seven points. So you have still the Odeo tied team at eight points with three teams that tied at seven. But May Sierra and Suzu Suzuki go to the final. I'm like, okay, how's this working? I'm literally, I literally had to go back to cage match and like, what the fuck? I know I'm not tripping. So I had to spoil, you know, the 10, the 11, 10 show and the 11, 11 show. At this point, I didn't even give a fuck. I need to know how high is high at this point. So I go back to find out I'm doing the math right. So then I look at the other side. So the other side, you have Mayu Iatani and Hanan at eight points. Megan Bain and Micah at eight points. Mirai and uh, Sakurai come in into the final night at six points. They win the final night. So you have three teams tied at eight points. So I'm like, okay, what the fuck's going on with this shit? So then I was like, okay, so there has to be a tiebreaker. There's a tiebreaker somewhere. Where's the tiebreaker? So I look back, Megan Bain and Micah lost to Mayu and Hanan. So that should even... They shouldn't even be a part of this at this point. That is a tiebreaker. You should be stepping away from the table. And now we should be talking about uh, Mayu and Mirai. If I'm not mistaken, if I let me find that shit, I think they lost. They lost flat out. Okay, Megan is lost. To, Megan Bain and uh, Micah beat Mirai and my uh, Sakurai. I can't find this fact where. Uh, where is it? I'm pretty sure that Maya and Mirai beat, uh, no, Mayu and Hanan beat Mirai and Mai. So ultimately what I'm saying is Hanan and Mayu Ritani should have won the blue block side. Mm-hmm. Instead, Megan Bain and Mike have won the blue block side. So I'm sitting there watching this final, like, what the fuck is going on? The wrong teams are in the final. (laughs) Why have we gotten to this point? I don't even... The final was what it was. Megan Bain and Michael won the final. That's great. How has stardom gotten to this point where now you're doing obvious shit where all you had to do and if you did it, if you was sober you'd have did it a lot faster than I'd have done it <laughs> you could have easily tracked back and seen this is obvious manipulation I'm not even calling it a mistake this is manipulating the fucking points you booked it this way <laughs> and now at the end all the, maybe Mayu is gone, maybe she's in the states I'll give you that May, but then even then you knew this match was coming up. You knew this match was coming up. And you still booked it like this anyway. I have staunchly defended stardom to this from day one on this podcast. Said it was my second favorite promotion on this motherfucker. Now yo, you are turning on me, Rossi. You're turning <laughs> on me, dog. I'm your boy. If Julia leaves, I'm going to still be around. The other dude on the right-hand side of the screen, he canceled your sub. (laughs) And this is how you do me? You playing me like WWE used to play me with the Vince McMahon days. You playing me for stupid. I don't like being played for stupid. Okay. Let's get this shit right. Let's get Tam right. Let's get a real fucking great 
queen them to end this fucking year and let's move on to 2024 the right way. I don't like to raise my voice <laughs> at you, Stardom. Don't make me do, do this shit again. I don't have anything else to add. That was I, beautiful. I, I know you don't, motherfucker. You've been waiting for me to turn on Stardom for weeks. <laughs> I just can't believe you actually did. I'm sorry, man. If if if, if it wasn't that is bad though. If it if it wasn't so obvious, I wouldn't have said a word. This is just way too obvious for my taste. And at that point, I just can't let the shit ride. So I had to say something. And and it just goes back to the, you know, the whole stardom is mid, just bad feelings after Sakura Gen- not uh, Sakura Genesis, but um shit, help me out. We're um Tam will beat uh Julia for the title. All-star um, queendom. Yeah, that's right. That was the high mark, high watermark from that yep, point. I agree. All downhill from here. And now you turn it on your boy. Whatever, man. Let's All wrap. Right. This, Let's has been a, no. this has been a fucking blast. Hey, it's bizarre <laughs> world here. I am <laughs> exhausted now. Yeah, I was getting ready to say I'm turning over and watch the end of this uh bullshit, I guess. Monday night game. Oh no, it's not bullshit. We got some game. I guess I had to watch the uh the end of this. Neither here nor there. It is time for us to bid you all adieu. Um, thank you for joining us once again. Obviously, you can find us on Visionary Global Media Network, uh, the audio version on the Visionary Global Media Network, the visual version. You can find that on our YouTube channel, uh, the Phoenix Flash Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at B- BFR underscore PSP underscore JCB uh, Brainbuster boys uh, Keep that in your Twitter hold Just in case because obviously we got a show Coming up yes, and then we're going to kick off 2024 the right way and then you can Follow the Phoenix Splash podcast At PHX Splash pod huh. If I slow down I can actually Get this shit right so on that lovely note We should bid you adieu plenty to talk About in the next couple weeks we'll catch up with Noah TJP Dub. I'm sure there'll be some all Japan to talk about. World Tag Leagues coming up. Haven't talked about that. That starts on my birthday. So happy early birthday to your boy. Hell yeah. Brett, love you, brother. Love Have a good you. night. Sweet. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for flying with us. Thanks for listening to the Phoenix Flash podcast. Peace. <laughs>